All right. Thank you, Dime Store Siri. I mean, you don't you don't actually exist anymore, but thank you anyway. Pouring pouring healing potion out in your honor. <laughs> don't waste a healing potion. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, let's go into a brief recap. Uh, you all made your way to Nishima, a country in the far west of uh, the Aristocan continent. Um, after, uh, after arriving, you all fought some wolves uh, and made your way to the capital city of Hokkaido. Uh, there, you were delighted to find uh, that the cherry trees lighting the streets of Blossom in an explosion of colors, uh, and you happened to be there in time for the Cherry Blossom Festival. Uh, so you went to a big street market and purchased some local crafts. You ran into Gwen's cousin, Zori, uh, who told you all about her adventuring party that was defeated by a powerful spirit. Um, unbeknownst to you at the time, she was lying. Well, it is a half lie. There was an adventuring party that got killed by the spirit. But spoiler, she, she was the one that um, led, led them there to be murdered, just like she did with you all. So... Um, after having the performance of Gwen's life at the uh, Sapphire Spear, uh, making him making him many fans and a little bit richer, uh, you all rested, and then had a very long, very stressful day. You woke up, you made it to this uh, abandoned uh, Imperial Palace, um, fought some flame skulls that shot fireballs at you, rested up, uh, and then were betrayed by Z uh, Zori, who locked you in the throne room with uh, the spirit. And Oinyobo, it's hard to say, Oinyobo. Uh, uh, you all uh, fought, fought it uh, and defeated it, though it was a fairly tough fight. Uh, you chased after Zori, um, who confused you briefly with an illusory duplicate. Um, uh, and then you were able to cast Locate Creature on her and found out uh, where she was running and how far she was. So Brinley polymorphed or wild shaped into a Panther, chased after her at her full speed, uh, gaining on her, but also getting further away from you all. Uh, uh, and she arrived, uh, had a very quick fight with Zori, <laughs> uh, but as she was not healed yet from the encounter with the spirit, uh, two hits from Zori and she went unconscious. Uh, you know, when you distrapolate this, it sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you all came up on Brindley to find uh, her corpse. Uh, she'd been stabbed through the heart uh, and stripped of everything but her armor and uh, driftwood staff. Uh, putting Zori out of mind for the moment, you, pick, you uh, carried Brindley back to town and looked for a priest that could potentially raise her from the dead. Uh, due to some incredible luck, or maybe fate, though it was luck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or was it? <laughs> I mean, now we're getting into some real world metaphysical stuff, but um, it was fate and luck. It was fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there a priest um, who uh, wore dark robes and a hood and a bronze mask that seemed to change uh, to match emotional states uh, who wanted to simply be known as priest uh, agreed to um, raise Brindley from the dead if y'all could procure a 500 gold piece diamond uh, and, and in addition that um, 
at some point after Brindley has recovered physically and mentally from the ordeal uh, that uh, the god Maishiha will be wanting a favor in return. Nothing disagreeable, but uh, you know, pu putting you to work. Um, uh, but that raised the question of procuring the diamond. Um, so Nithis had to go and procure a diamond from a jeweler who was trying to overcharge her for it um, because it's, you know, festival day and she's an out-of-towner. Uh, uh, but she uh, managed to get uh, the price knocked down by agreeing to bring textiles from the Windhavian Empire for him to sell. Uh, in exchange, he gave her a brick in the diamond. Uh, and as collateral, she left one of her um, magical gems that was worth more than the diamond. Uh, that would not obviously work for the resurrection spell. Uh, so uh, you all, um, oh, 88 also uh, gave the constabulary a description of Zori and reported the crime. Uh, and the constabulary um, went to print wanted posters uh, for Zori to answer for her crime of murder. Uh, you went to the temple of Maishiha there was a, an hour-long uh, ritual that uh, eventually involved Brinley being restored to life. Though she seemed a little out of sorts. Um, uh, so you all went back to the Sapphire Spear uh, and Brinley immediately went up and went to bed. 88 is watching over her um, vigilantly. Uh, and Gwen and Nithis got a drink. So um, unless there is anything else anybody wants to do that evening, it is now the 15th of Sylvian. It is a moon's day. I can't believe that all fucking happened in one episode. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot. <laughs> was a well, it was two. Well, we did. It was just two episodes, yeah. but the meat of it happened in, in one. Okay. I was like, wait, did this all really happen in one episode? What? Okay. I <laughs> All right, um, so uh, let's see here. It was all yeah, one day though. It was all one day, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. What was the date again? Uh, it's currently the 15th of Sylvia and it is a moon's day. Fantasy Monday. Gross. Mondays are the worst. That is, that is true. 15th of Sylvia? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll start with 88. Uh, so Brindley, um, you know, went into the room last night, uh, you know, said you could stay in there and watch over her, and then immediately went to bed. Uh, and you've been watching over her. Uh, have you done anything else to pass the time? Uh, what have arrested? You rested? All right. Um, and red. That's, yeah. Um, early that morning, mm -hmm. uh, before Brinley wakes up, uh, I want to go down like 6 a.m. ish, 7 a.m. ish. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to go downstairs mm -hmm. and uh, talk to the proprietor, whoever's at the bar. Mm hmm. All right, uh, you head downstairs, you see uh, a couple of um, early rising um, patrons uh, getting an early morning breakfast. You see, um, you hear the friendly sounds of banter from the chefs in the kitchen as they prepare the morning meal. Uh, and you see a, a bartender there uh, 
get, getting like like kind of cleaning up and getting stuff ready for the day. Uh, good morning. Uh, she looks up at you and says, "Oh, uh, good morning." Uh, uh, she kind of squints her eyes and she says, "Sleep well?" Or she's like, "Or do you, actually?" She says, "Or do your people sleep?" She says, um, "No offense, I've only met, I've only ever seen one of you before." Warforged do not sleep. Well, I hope you had a restful evening. I apologize if the question was impertinent. It was not. I would like a bath to be brought to my friend Brindley's room. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, we normally, we have a bathhouse. That's how people here usually bathe. Um, but I think we could probably uh, arrange for some a tub of hot water to be brought up. Uh, a large tub. Large tub. Um, uh, she says uh, five silver pieces. I'll put five gold down. Oh, uh, we'll we'll get uh, right on that. Um, and she kind of turns and claps her hands, uh, and a couple of people peek their heads in, uh, and she explains what's needed, uh, and they rush off right away. So then I will go back up to Brindley's room. Okay, and just wait for her to wake up. Okay, uh, you're standing there by your bed. Um, after about fifteen minutes, you hear a knock at the door. I'll open it. All right. Uh, some, some staff come in. Um, one of them's got like a, a big, uh, nice looking wooden tub and sets it in the floor. Uh, and then uh, three more staffers come in and they start filling it uh, with apparently some sort of magical jugs because uh, they appear to hold more water uh, than should be in there. Uh, and then uh, lastly, somebody pulls out a little stopper uh, and pours it in there and kind of stirs it up and the smell of like cherry blossoms fills the air. Thank you. And they said, if I, if you need anything else, just uh, let us know. And then they <clears throat> leave the room. All right. Close the door. Mm -hmm. Sit back down. Okay. Um, you wait, uh, and Brindley does not stir. I keep waiting. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, you, it's been, you wait another hour, uh, and she did, hasn't moved at all. That's fine. I'll read my books. Mm -hmm. um, roll a perception check. She's dead again, Christopher. I swear to God. Uh, 22. Uh, something's not right with Brindley. Can I do a medicine check? Yeah, you, you go over um, and her skin is encased in clear ice. What? Brindley, Icely. Um, hmm. Does she appear to be breathing in the ice? Uh, it's hard to say. Um, uh, the ice itself isn't like expanding and contracting. I'm going to get up mm -hmm. and I'm going to find Gwyn. All right. Uh, he, you, you know which room he's in, uh, and I'd say, Gwen, you're probably just rousing, having had a, a nice evening. People kept buying you drinks and coming up and talking to you because you are a little bit of a, a bard celebrity in this, in this tavern now. Nice. So uh, a little past your normal waking hours, you hear a knock at the door. Uh, 
And I go answer the door. All right. Uh, and you see 88 standing there looking perhaps a little concerned. 88, what's up? Brinley is frozen. I'm not sure if this is normal. <laughs> I, I mean, she does generally sleep alone. Have we slept like in this, like, have we camped? Yeah, you've camped together. You've, okay. You've been in the same room with, all of you have been in the same room sleeping before. Okay. I mean, I, I close the door to my room and, and start hustling along towards Brinley's room. I mean, she's never woken up coated in ice before, so that's unusual. Decidedly not. Yeah. I wonder if we should get Nithis. I will go get Nithis. I will get Nithis. Her room is conveniently on the way. Uh, oh, no, she's in the common room. It's at the end of the hall. That's right. Yeah. Nithis. So. Yep. Brindley is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, frozen? I get up and start walking. <laughs> I show them both to Brinley's room. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. uh, you see her there. She's laying on her side, curled in the slightly in a fetal position, uh, and um, she's just covered in ice, clear ice. You can see her underneath of it. But I'll go ahead and put my hand on her shoulder and just leave it there for a minute. Uh, as you touch it, you take one point of cold damage. <laughs> oh. Oh no. Oh, is this some sort of curse? Uh, um, so, am I only able to touch it for a second or can I leave my hand on it? Uh, let me know how long you leave your hand on it for. I'll keep rolling these, <laughs> keep rolling these dice. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I guess it probably would zap me and I. You, you touch it, it it's shot, you know, it's so cold it almost shocks you. You, you kind of tentatively touch it again. Uh, and take another five points of cold damage. Jesus Christ. Uh, and you realize that if you leave your hand on, like, and when you pull your hand away, it almost sticks to it. You don't want to... Don't just touch from, it. Just from the condensation, you know, that was on in the air on your hand as you touched it. I'm going to try casting Detect Magic. Can I roll an Arcana check? Sure. Oh, I'll wait for that. You, you can roll Detect Magic. Okay. I will cast Detect Magic and see what happens. Um... <laughs> Oh, nat 20 on that arcana check. That's a 22. Uh, All right. So, Nithis, unfortunately, it's hard to confirm a negative. But with your 20, you know that, like, you can't think of any spell that does this. Like, unless she's, like, awakened. Like, she'd have to be, like, awake and concentrating for something like this to stick like that. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's it's very odd. Uh, Definitely outside the realm of normal magic. Is it like an a water genasi chrysalis type thing? Uh, that's you're like that's maybe like the best guess you could come up with. It's not a bad theory. <laughs> um, you don't you know there's so few water genasi that it's hard to say for sure. Um. Well, I think we could try. To, oh, what happens with the detect magic? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was, um, <laughs> I was, work, I was working on that. Um, I, I had moved on in my head. <laughs> uh, uh, there's definitely magic emanating from her. Um, just sort of um, just sort of a strange abjuration. That's protective. Yeah. Usually. 
-hmm. Well, I think we've got two options. One, we could um, put her in the tub of hot water that's conveniently here. No, <laughs> no, that's a bad idea. Or we can wrap her in blankets and carry her back to the people that brought her to life and I see if this is a side effect of resurrection magics that we're just not aware of. Because <laughs> resurrections we're not aware of. <laughs> I think it's probably something to do with her being a water genasi no matter what she says. <laughs> no matter what she says. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can can we tell if she's alive? Um, I believe there's spells for that. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have any of them. Can you two tell if she's alive? Uh, not sure what spell that would. Uh. I mean, no, I can't. There's, I don't think there's anything that I can do that would shed light on the situation. Hmm. There used to be spells in D and D called like detect life and sense life. Um, yeah, I don't think that's the case. Not, not so much anymore. Um, let me just take a quick look here at the spell list. Um, Hmm. Uh, a good, good question. I mean, I could try, I could try casting lesser restoration. I could try just healing her a shit ton and see if that does anything. Yeah, I but suggest I don't... coating her skin, not her clothes. I oh, know it's over. There's just like a whole layer of ice over the entirety of her. Like a cocoon. Cocoonish, yeah. Um, it's turning into a butterfly. <laughs> there's a spell called divination. Uh, any, any? There's spells that like let you ask questions. Spells like that, maybe. Yeah, I don't have any of those. Uh, let's see. In Lamento. I could hit her really hard and try to wake her up. But that's, Absolutely. That's, that's my, no, I know, but I mean, that's my skill set. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you want. It's not, <laughs> it's nothing I can provide. <laughs> I could try to use one of my um, where's my, where's that feature? Um, so I have, you know, I don't want this to become like a big stumbling block. So I'll tell you what, here's what I'm going to say. Either of you can expend a channel divinity to detect if she's alive or not. Cool. Done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's just yeah, let's just move forward. Uh, yeah, she's alive. 
Okay. He is alive. <clears throat> I could try to. I don't know if it. I don't know if cold is causing her damage, but I could maybe use the because I have aura of the guardian, and um, I can use my reaction to magically take damage from someone else within ten feet of me. Um, That'd be a good way to find out if she's being damaged. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting approach. Yeah. So maybe I can do that. And I can try to suck the cold out of her, or lay on hands and heal her as I'm um, trying to protect her. Well, you said you're gonna see if she's taking damage. Yeah. Is there a way? What was the spell that let you? Is it just like you? Um... It says when a creature takes damage, I can. You can use a reaction to magically take that damage instead. Okay, so, so what I'll say is, um, you can, you can, is that a? It's just a feature, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's that feature called? Aura of the Guardian. Um, yeah, I'll say that you you sit there and concentrate, trying to take whatever, you know, damage that she's taking, and it's nothing. Okay. Well, she's not being. She's not being harmed by this, by this ice. Hmm. Do we have any way of contacting her parents? I don't think so. Doesn't she have a mirror that she uses to talk to them? She had a mirror. That I she did. Yeah. Oh, that's well, right. I don't know that we knew about that. But <laughs> she used it for this. You all know about it. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, that's for my birthday. Yeah, and she she walked through the house talking on it, and you all saw. Oh it. yeah, I did. I did show you a tour of the entire house. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she doesn't have anything. Well, I don't know what to do. Perhaps we simply need to wait for her to pupate. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think too. I mean, if she's not being damaged <clears throat> and your ma detect magic got abjuration, that's protective. This could be a self-defense mechanism. Well, in the, I mean, they did say that the priest that resurrected her said that she's going to be sick for a few days, right? Yeah. So, so maybe this is just a facet of that. Yeah. In the absence of anything else to do, I'll try to lay on hands and heal her. Okay. You pump uh, healing energy into her, draining your lay on hands pool. I hate that I have to click in order to do it. Um, but uh, nothing doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything now. Well, I say sort of putting her in front of the fire and see what happens. What are we talking about? You sort of talked over each other. Oh, sorry. You want to? What did you say, Caitlin? I said I say let's just chill here for a day and see what if she comes out of it. Right. <laughs> and I said sort of, short of gently setting her in front of the fire. I can't think of anything else to do. So. <clears throat> Those also serve who sit and wait. 
Okay. So, um, eight, eight, you're gonna stay there and keep vigil over her. Uh, what about the? What about you two? Um, I'll uh, pretty much do the same. I'll go get some food for myself. Yeah. But yeah, just wait. Okay. All right. Um, so Gwen, uh, you uh, you both go downstairs and get breakfast. Uh, Gwen, as you are getting your breakfast, uh, a um, like a like you'd guess like a human, probably teenager, uh, kind of rougher looking, uh, approaches you. Uh, they'd been like waiting at a table, and they kind of approach you as they see you come in. Uh, and she says, "Oh, um, excuse me. Are you uh, are you Gervais?" Yes. <laughs> she says, um, I was instructed to deliver this message for you. And she's got a rolled up scroll. Um, who did you get it from? And I kind of unwrap the scroll to look at it. Uh, she, before she hands it to you, she extends a hand. <laughs> I will give her, I don't know what's customary. I'll give her a silver piece. Does that sure. sound that's, that's generous, yeah. Thank you, sir. And she hands you the scroll. She said, someone that looked like you just... Um, angrier hmm i kind of vaguely describe uh zori she nods just like that where was this person uh she says she approached me on the street she says about six blocks over said that you'd pay for the scroll on demand it could be cursed or something Okay. Well, she holds up her silver piece and nods, and then, and then uh, leaves. So I'll head back to the room with everybody and tell them we have a scroll from Zori. Do you open it? Yes. I mean, I don't know that I'd think of. I don't know that I. I cert- there wouldn't be any profit in it for. <clears throat> sending me a I don't know, a fucking gram, I guess. <laughs> with a spell on it. <laughs> so I will open it up and read it to the group. All right. uh, I've added it to your um, Roll20 journal, so you can read it yourself. Where, where's my Roll20? Mysterious note. Uh, let's Which see. ironically is the default name for a new handout in D and D Beyond or Roll Twenty, and it's like, oh, that works, that works. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the note reads, um, Jervis Sib, I am pleased to see your friend has recovered. I would like a chance to explain myself. I think I owe you that. If you want to chat, come to the Chisana Tavern at midday. Come alone. I don't trust your friends. Yours, Zori. Fucking shouldn't. You also shouldn't go alone. Well, it's a public place. I don't think she's going to attack me, but I mean, coming alone is not, would not be very helpful in terms of capturing her. You know what we should do? We should tell the constabulary where Um, she's going to be and let it play out, bitch. I mean, I think I should. Uh, I think I should go to the tavern and meet her. Um, and I think while I do that, you guys can go to the constabulary and and um, 
and bring them along. I would, I would I think be one interested. Of stay here with Brindley. I agree. Do you want to do it? I will stay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would like to hear what she has to say, but that shouldn't take longer than, say, 15 minutes. I think you should punch her in the face. I agree. That also wouldn't take longer than 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be much more satisfying if you could do it while the cops are bursting in the door, in the room. <clears throat> Make sure you get Brinley's stuff back. Yeah, I'm going to certainly yeah. try that, or at least get the location of it. Nith is real mad. Yeah. <clears throat> what time is not thrilled either. Now? Uh, it's like 10 in the morning. You got like a couple hours. And it's at noon? Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go ahead and go to the constabulary now. Okay. Just set an appointment. <laughs> appointment for an apprehension. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not going to make it across town within five minutes. That's you know. true. That is fair. All right. So you had, uh, so Nithis, you're heading to the constabulary. Um, Gwen, what are you going to do? Um, I don't know, Nithis, are you coming before she leaves? I'll ask her if she's, if she's coming back after she goes to the constabulary and we need to reassess or should I just go at noon, you know, in order to be at the, at the tavern at noon? That's what you were going to do, so. All right. I didn't know if you wanted to come back and, you know, do something. Well, no, I was going to tell them what you're going to do. Okay. All right. Well, then, no, I'll just chill out, you know, chill out with uh, okay. 88 in the cube and uh, wait for wait for Nunish. All right. So, Nithis, you uh, head over to the constabulary office. Um, there, there's a uh, desk sergeant who uh, looks at you and says, uh, how can I help you today? Um, I'd like to speak to, uh... fuck, I don't know what constabulary terms are. What's the nature of your inquiry? Do you have a? Are you crime to report? Are you investig? Are you? Uh, are you uh, here for an ongoing investigation? I guess it would be an ongoing investigation. He says. All right. Uh, he says. In which case? I don't know what case they call it. Who's it the Who's the Who's the wanted person? What's the person that was murdered? <clears throat> uh, the wanted person is Zori. That's all I know. Oh, he says. Oh, uh, he says. Yeah, the 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 kobold who murdered the uh, out of towner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, we we just put out the posters this morning uh, with uh, the description of her. He actually, he's like, here, I got one right here, and he he hands it to you, and you you see uh, a pretty good artist rendition of Zori taken from the description the eighty eight gave them. Uh, along with uh, a, her holy symbol, uh, and um, and a description of you know wanted for murder uh, and theft, um, uh, and there is a five hundred gold piece bounty. Wow, nice. Okay, well, um, I want to talk to somebody who can uh, follow up on some information. 
uh, he says, um, he says, I'm happy to, I'm happy to do that for you. What, what, what do you have for us? No, I want to talk to one individual who can be responsible for organizing a response to something. Tell me what you have and I will, I'll do that. <laughs> I have information on Zori. Okay. What sort of information do you have? Would I be, I hate police. <laughs> <laughs> just tell him. Hashtag real life. <laughs> right. I, I just, I tell him everything. I hate police so fucking much. Ah, he says, Chisana Tavern. He says, um, he says, there's a constabulary office, he says, two doors down from that tavern. Uh, he says, um, I can I can uh, send a runner to go go there and alert them, or you can do that if you'd like. Um, I mean, you guys can do it. You're the police. You're the constabulary. Um, I don't know. I really do suspect that there's going to be Machias sympathizers in this police force, so I don't <laughs> good. Um, so I just play the character. I tell him, no, of course not. You guys do your thing. He, he nods, um, and uh, he says uh, he pulls out a a scroll and starts scrabbling on it, um, and then rolls it up and says, uh, and says, Saras, get over here. And he says, run this down to the uh, 34th precinct. And uh, this, uh, this elven, this elven uh, woman runs up and grabs it and salutes and then literally starts jogging out the door and running down the street. So. Cool. And you'll remember me for the award, reward if, it, if you guys catch her, right? <laughs> he says, uh, he says, yeah, if we, if we capture her, he says, uh, he says, you're the person that gave the tip, so that's how it works. Awesome. Get my fucking 500 gold back. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I'll, um, does, do you need anything else from me? He says, no. He says, uh, he says, um, uh, just check back. Uh, he says, perhaps at the 43rd precinct, check back there, uh, maybe around noon, to see if they got her. Okay. Um, the temple of Mahisha, is that how Ma Mashiha. Mashiha. Mm -hmm. Um, is it nearby? Yeah. Okay. I'll swing by there too. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, you head over there, uh, the, uh, heading, heading inside the, the, the dark, uh, shadowy temple. Um, you see a solitary priest, um, uh, at the front of it in prayer. Uh, you're unsure if it's the same one you saw the other day or not. Wasn't that priest like super, super tall though? Um, they, they were tall, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, but this person stands up and they're also tall. So could be, could be not. Okay. Um, well, I will approach. Uh, they, they turn and face you. Um, uh, so once again, dark, dark cloaks, um, uh, bronze mask. Uh, with just sort of a, a basic display of emotion on it. Um, uh, this one uh, just sort of, sort of has a, a sort of a anticipation face and says, welcome. Um, how is your friend? Well, that's <laughs> why I'm here. Um, she's covered in a thin layer of ice. 
Um, the uh, as you kind of blink, the face turns um, to surprise. <laughs> that is very unusual. Yeah. When people are brought back from the dead, they have never before turned into ice. Um, perhaps it is something strange with your friend's <clears throat> heritage. That's what I was thinking. You don't know anything about water genasi? I've never resurrected a water genasi. Fair enough. All right. Well, I thought it was worth a stop by just in case. Mm -hmm. um, as you look away, as you as you blink again, the face turns to uh, one of um, uh, trust, uh, and uh, she says, um, "Well, um, once she is feeling better um, holistically, do stop back by." Yeah. Holistically. Didn't we get the impression last time that it wasn't a nine one one that we returned to do the mm -hmm. exactly? Okay. That's what that's what the holistically kind of is inclining towards. Not just the physical symptoms, but the okay. emotional scarring of being yeah. ripped from the mortal coil and shoved back into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. So I say thanks and head back to the room. All right. Uh, as you get back to the room, uh, you see Gwen88 still there, maintaining vigil. Uh, the uh, Brinley uh, still covered in ice. While she was gone, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, is Winchester in the room with us? Yes. Okay. Because somebody remembered him, so he's there. <laughs> <laughs> you hear you hear a slight pop behind you, and Winchester is there. Exactly. Um, after. Nithis has been gone for a while. 88 is going to close his book and sit it down. Uh, Gwen, may I ask you a question? Certainly. Do you believe Winchester to be a lower form of life than you? No, not really. I mean, he's a... He's a... And then kind of a, a, different, a different form of life, but he's not above or below me. In the past, I have observed you eating the meat of animals. Do you believe those animals to be a lower form of life than you? Well, they are non-sentient. So I believe sentient creatures are a little bit handled a bit differently. Um, but, you know, I mean, Winchester has a sense of self. And is a uh, is a thinking being, reflecting being. The animals that we eat are not sentient in that way. They don't they don't have a sense of self in that way. And are you certain of this? I, I guess as certain as can be. Thank you. And I'll open my book back up and go back to reading. Gwen, Gwen goes back to his prayers and is a little and, and is now questioning some things. <laughs> <laughs> Winchester Winchester comes up and starts licking your hand. <laughs> I give him little pets. Scritcher right behind the halo. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, Winchester. No one's going to eat you. <laughs> um, 
God damn it, I don't even want to be fictional vegan. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Nithis arrives back. You see uh, Gwen there in prayer, uh, 88 reading a book. Gwen has a little bit of a concerned look on his face as he, as Winchester is curled up next to him. <laughs> Everything all good? Yes, there has been no change. Okay. Well, I told the constabulary where she'd be and that you'd be meeting her there. Um, so apparently there's a, an office or I don't know why I say constabulary so many times. Um, there's an office there two doors down from where you're going to meet her. Oh, well, at least if there's uh, if something loud and, and violent happens, they'll, they'll probably hear it. Fast forward. All right, so you head over to uh, so you head over to um, the uh, Chisana Tavern. Yeah, uh, you're able to get directions from uh, from anybody you ask. That's a, uh, local to here. Yeah. Um, so uh, you make your way there. Um, as you get uh, a little bit, as you get closer to the tavern, um, you see a couple of constables uh, standing out in front of the constable office. Um, and they, one of them kind of holds his hand up and gestures for you to come over. I kind of frown internally and, and walk over. Uh, uh, you see um, a, a kind of a tall elven woman uh, and a, a, a human a human man. Um, and he says, uh, uh, are you the uh, kobold that's meeting up with the uh, criminal Zori? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we didn't want to go in lest we spooked the uh, lest we spooked the perp. I think that makes sense. So uh, we're gonna be waiting out here, but uh, if you, um, you know, we just wanted to establish some sort of uh, thing you could shout that uh, maybe would bring us in if you needed assistance, or are you going to be binding her yourself? Well, I'm gonna try to. I'll try to capture her myself. I, I assume if there's, um, you know, loud clanging of metal on metal, that 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 should be signal enough. Mm -hmm. I would think. He says, "Well, there's only one way in or out, so uh, we'll be posted at the entrance." Sounds good. Thank you for your consideration, officer. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, he says, "Good luck." Thank you. Now we'll head in. Right. So you head uh, to the building on the corner. You see this large, impressive-looking um, uh, kind of uh, store that seems to be selling armor and weapons and things like that. Uh, and then you see a little sign uh, that says um, uh, Chisana Tavern and then points down a set of stairs. <laughs> Great. Dive. All right. I will go down the stairs. All right. So you go down the stairs. The first thing you notice is that the entrance to this tavern is only about a half a foot taller than you are. <laughs> uh, and as you open the door, uh, you realize that this is a tavern not meant for tall folk. Uh, as you come in, you see uh, kobolds everywhere. Yeah. It is apparently a kobold dive bar. All right. Well, they would be more comfortable like underground. So, mm -hmm. so I will look around for Zori. 
right. So you look around. Uh, you do not see her uh, in this in the group of people that are here having lunch. Uh, you see a um, copper-scaled kobold is wiping down the bar and kind of directing directing servers where to go bring food to. I will uh, talk to the to the copper kobold and. Um, oh hey, uh, what can I get you today? Uh, well, I guess, uh, and uh, I'm assuming is there like a um, kind of a, a bench open or something against the wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I just want to be able to sit with my back to the wall and watch the watch the crowd. Um, I think just a just an ale and uh, I'm meeting someone. Do you have any? Oh, you have who are you meeting? Uh, someone by the name of Zori. Doesn't ring a bell. What, what what do they look like? I'll describe them. Oh yeah, she's staying here. Um, uh, he, uh, the, uh, he says, uh, yeah, uh, room three, downstairs. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, I guess we'll put a hold on the ale and I'll go, uh, I'll go chat with her. Okay. I head down to room three. Okay. Uh, so uh, there's some stairs that lead down to um, a second underground floor uh, with um, wooden doors lining down the hallway, uh, all appropriately sized. Uh, and they're numbered sequentially, so you get the room three. Uh, and um, what do you do? I will knock at the door. As you knock on the door, it squeaks open. I will kind of push it open and without walking in, look in, kind of look inside. Uh, as you look inside, um, you see the room is in disarray. Uh, and you see a motionless form lying on the bed. Oh. Um... I will look up and down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I assume there's nothing like kind of crazy going on. No. Oh. All right. Well, yeah. I will go ahead and step into the room and do a medicine check on the corpse of Zori. So you step into the room, and the first thing you notice after stepping into the room is on the wall, you really couldn't see from the door. Uh, you see written in letters in kind of the bright green blood of a kobold, uh, no Micaeus in Hokkaido. Oh, shit. Uh, as you get closer, you see that um, Zori has a half dozen stab wounds uh, and has been stripped of everything. Uh, she's laying there without any clothes on on the bed. My stuff! Yeah. I will um I'm gonna cast locate object mm-hmm. and um I'm going to try to, to locate um I think probably the easiest thing to hide would be um the warding bond ring that mm-hmm. eighty eight made for Brindley. Okay. Um so you cast that spell. Uh <clears throat> It is not within a thousand feet of here, or okay. it is with, or it is behind a whatever it is, like a foot of stone or, yeah, or lead or whatever. Um, okay, well, I will then. I'll keep that running, so mm-hmm. just in case it, it pops mm-hmm. up, um, and I will 
kind of close the door mm-hmm. and then I will go get the cops. All right. I will poke my head out and wave them in and say, you know, wave them over. Uh, what's, uh, hey, what's up? Where's she at? Well, the, um, the meeting didn't happen because she, she was killed in, in her room. Um, I found the body, so I thought I'd report that to you guys. Um, hey, Asaris, uh, why don't you go grab Inagas, uh, you know, that halfling? Yeah. She runs, and uh, a little bit later, a, a halfling woman comes uh, jogging up with the elf, and she says, so there's a body? Yeah. Uh, Zori, she was... Um... <clears throat> she killed a friend of ours and uh, she's a, a paladin of Micaeus. Um, apparently somebody didn't like that, so they pretty comprehensively slaughtered her in her room. So if you want to follow me, I can show mm-hmm. you where everything is. All right. So yeah, yeah, yeah let's go. So uh, you lead um, uh, you lead Anagas uh, downstairs. Uh, as she enters the room, uh, like three or four of the kobolds turn and just hiss at her. Uh and um, uh, the uh, bartender says, hey, she points it into Goss, says, uh, watch your step in here. Don't, don't worry, I'll, I, you know, she's with me, I'll, I'll keep an eye on her. Uh, I'm gonna head down to, head down to room three. The, um, but you definitely get the idea as you lead her down that like all the kobolds in here are giving her like a stink eye. <laughs> well, I'm not I mean, sure if they're racist or they hate cops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, which is it? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably violently, um, and then I lead her lead her down to the room. Mm-hmm. All right, so she goes up to the um, into the room and looks at the blood on the wall and and looks at the the corpse. Says, uh, "Well," she says, you "Can't blame those Micaeus priests for trying, but boy, you think they'd get the hint after a while." <laughs> Uh, and she pulls out a mirror and she holds it up to uh, Zori's snout. <laughs> I, I kind of give her a look, like a like a uh, really. <laughs> she says, "What?" She says, "It's the easiest way to check." Uh, mm-hmm. She says, "You want, want to be a stabber and see if she bleeds? That's barbaric." <laughs> no, she's, she would still be seeping if she were alive, but okay. I mean, do what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, she presses like a some a finger, you know, trying to where you check for a pulse. And she says, "Yeah, she's cold. Uh, I'm guessing been dead for a little while." Are kobolds cold blooded? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, so she's really cold. She's very cold. Room uh, She uh, she says, "Help me wrap her in a sheet, and we can carry her out of here." Sure. Um, I think what. Let's uh, before we before we leave with a corpse. You might want to search the room. She says, uh, "For what?" And she yeah. says, "You're welcome to." It's okay, your well, funeral. I will, I will search the room All right. for clues. Um, Scraps of paper. Um, roll me, okay. uh, roll me a perception check. The the search. You look behind your shoulder and there's a big red arrow pointing to a spot on a desk. <laughs> clue! 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 <laughs> uh, a, bir- a bird flies in through the door and starts pecking at a hidden, hidden compartment on it. 
No, I got a seven. Yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll, this place has been thoroughly ransacked. Okay. Um, so I help wrap her in a sheet and I say, okay, probably given the reaction of the folks above, probably best that uh, um, you wait here for a minute and I go talk to them and let them know you're going to be carrying the corpse of a kobold out of this place. Just if you think that's best. <laughs> well, it's either that or we have a whole bar full of pissed off kobolds. So I'll do a little, I'll do a little smoothing of the ground first. And I head up uh, to talk to the uh, to the barkeeper. Mm-hmm. Barkeep sitting there. He says, uh, "So what's 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 going on? Or what's going on?" <laughs> I, I I kind of like I, I want to be like kind of in the corner of the bar, you know, just trying to stay minimize, kind of stay away from people. Um, <clears throat> well, my meeting in room three was uh, violently murdered before I got here. What? She was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Every, every head in the bar turns and looks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, I mean, she was a um, she was a paladin of Micaeus who had killed a friend of mine. So, uh, you know, it's not. He clucks as he shakes her head. Ah, it's a damn shame. Yeah. But I wanted to warn you and your patrons that uh, you know the halfling and I will be um, schlepping a corpse out of here. So. You know, I don't want any untoward reactions. I, I mean, I'll tell them, but uh, I can't really control them. You know, it's it's their they have their own problems with that with uh, with the uh, with them. So uh, you know, <laughs> is, it a, is it a is it a is it an authority thing or is it a race thing? I mean, you know, I, what's the what's the negative reaction for? You don't know? No, I'm I'm from out of town. Oh, weird. You have an accent. You sound like you're from around here. Well, I'm originally from Dragon Shadow, but I've been gone for a couple of years at this point. Like a year. <laughs> yeah, about a year. And I never spent much time in Hokkaido. I mean, I'm... I'm oh, well, let's up. just say that the uh, the Hokkaido Constabulary has not been particularly welcoming of all the kobolds as of late. Why are there more co- are there more kobolds than usual? Oh, I mean, we, we ever, you know, ever, ever since, you know, the... The dragon was slain in Dragon Shadow 120 years ago. Well, you know, our people have have, have quite the foothold. Uh, and that's, you know, and of course, you know, we're still seen as kobolds. So, yeah, these these snooty, snooty non-kobolds come in here and pu- push us around and, you know. So this is our place. Okay. Well. Mm-hmm. God damn it, Sean. <laughs> what? No, it's, uh, you know, have to have a have a nice long conversation about racism and <laughs> systemic racism. Oh. <clears throat> how um how old does this guy seem? Like probably like I don't know, 12, 13, older for a kobold. Are there is it is it like organized violence against kobolds or is it just uh... no it's not no it's just if if you know if if a kobold gets mugged or you know they, they don't help us okay 
Well, I can understand being, I can understand being, uh, being angry about that. And I'll see if there's anything I can do, but. She says, she says, I saw them put the wanted posters up for this Zori this morning. Yeah. She says, when did, when did, when did she attack your friend? Yesterday. And the wanted posters were up today. Yeah. She well, says, she says, but when one of us get killed, she says, did. yeah, just see how diligently they work this murder. I was, I, I was, I, my, my friend and I were the one that put in the, uh, the report to get against Zori. So. Well, it also has to have been a kobold that did the murdering. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so at least they're at least they listen to us a little. I didn't I didn't catch anything off of the the uh, the guard that took the report, did I? Not really, no. Okay. Well, I'm staying at the inn. But to be fair, you and your friends are also rich and obviously rich. I there's <laughs> Yeah. And and very, you know, very kind of badass looking. So mm -hmm. um was there anybody has, I mean, I, just to get to kind of an insider view, um, you know, I heard about the earlier worshipers of Matthias that were, that were hung. Is it, is it kind of uniform? Nobody likes these, uh, nobody likes those worshipers in this town? I mean, not really. No, they're pretty, they're pretty, or yeah, I mean, yes, no one likes them. I, they're terrible, greedy people. Do you know of anybody that um, that could have murdered this person? I mean, I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. So, but my friend, <clears throat> my friend was killed by her, and my friend had a bunch of stuff, and we'd like to get her stuff back. I but, didn't see anybody come out of here like covered in blood and like carrying a sack over their shoulder. If that's what you're asking, there's only one way in or out. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, well, I'll, uh, you know, just fair warning, we're going to be carrying a body out of here, and and, uh, and then I'll probably, I'll probably be right back, but uh, I want to look around a little bit, but uh, I, I wanted to, you know, keep cool heads, we don't want any kind of conflict with the guards, don't want to make things worse. She shrugs. <clears throat> okay, I will go down and... Uh, Help carry a body, apparently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you, you get down there, and uh, uh, Inagas has actually summoned a floating disc that oh. the body is on. Yeah. All right, should be uh, should be good to go. They're at least a little bit prepared that uh, that we're going to be taking a body out of here. She should actually says, "Whatever, I don't I don't care what they think." Yeah, well, I think that's probably part of the problem so uh why don't you let me go first that way you'll see me and instead of you she shrugs she says whatever you say man <laughs> all right well, i will lead the lead the way out of here all right <clears throat> all right so uh you go back to the hallway me, pardon me, bloody corpse excuse me pardon me. up the stairs uh Inagos is following with uh the wrapped up corpse of Zori in a sheet uh, and uh, follows you out of the bar. Um, you see that some of the kobolds are still giving her the stink eye, but no, nobody hisses or does anything at her. So, Okay, that's good. 
get out of here without violence. And I will, uh, I don't know, I guess just get her out of the, get her out of the bar. And uh, what do we just go two doors down to the constabulary? Mm -hmm. so. All right. So you, you get outside of the bar, go upstairs, um, uh, take the, um, take the, uh, Inagos goes over to the other constables and they, Say, all right, let's go back to the uh, let's go back to the constabulary and uh, oh, we got his voice right. Let's get back to the uh, constabulary and uh, you know just make a positive identification and then we can you know get you your reward. Oh, I think that was I think that was Nithis, but that's that's fine. Do you need me to do that or or? Um... Well, you were the witness to the murder, right? That's true. Okay, I'm gonna as uh, as we're kind of chatting, I'm gonna kind of look around and see if anybody's giving us any undue notice. Uh, roll me an insight check. Insight check. Ooh, 17. It's better. Okay, uh, no. I mean, there's um, I, there's onlookers because, you know, there's a, a body and... Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, the, everyday activity. The constabulary and, yeah, <clears throat> they're a floating disc, but uh, nobody... You don't read in any of the faces anything other than just um, rubbernecking. Okay. All right. Well, I will go with them and like the like Midwesterners at a car crash, they can't help but look. Yeah. All right. I will go do the do the stuff. And it's, I mean, for ten minutes, if that if that ring pops up, um, I'll mm -hmm. feel it. But. You don't you don't get a, a hit on it. Uh, as you go into the constabulary, they they take the sheet off. They have you identify Zori, um, assuming. Uh, assuming it's her, they give you a um, a slip of paper that they say you can cash in uh, at the bank. Okay. So I will pocket the slip of paper. Um, and then I'm, I think I'm going to head back to the bar. Okay. And um, let me know if you want me to role play this, but I was I would I I kind of want to get the um, try to confirm the sense of the bar that the bartender gave me that um, my people are being screwed, <laughs> that people are just like dismissive of kobolds and don't really help them and that kind of thing. All right, how, how would you like to do that? I would, I think I would be kind of, um, I would just be forthright, I think. I, you know, I would say that I'm, you know, I, I, I left Dragon Shadow a year ago. I, I'm on my, you know, I'm on my walkabout years, and I hadn't spent a lot of time in Hokkaido. Um, but it sounds, you know, from from the reaction of the uh, bar when the halfling came in, and and from the conversation with the bartender, that it sounds like there's some some trouble in this town between everyone else and kobolds. And and who are you asking? Are you asking like, are you going back down to the tavern? Are you asking random kobolds in the street? Are you asking random non kobolds in the street? <laughs> I would go back in the tavern and mm -hmm. kind of mingle and, okay. you know, just try to have conversations with people. I don't right. know how, I don't know how people do that because I All don't. Right. Do All right. So you go back into the tavern uh, and uh, kind of looking around uh, and you see a table uh, where there's a couple of kobolds. One of them has a, a chalicoli symbol on uh, him. Him seeing you kind of looks around, he kind of waves you over. Sorry, we'll walk over. Um, uh, and he says, uh, "Have a seat. Have a seat." So I sit down. It's good to good to see a friendly face. 
Oh, he says, yes, yes. Uh, he says, uh, are you from, he says, are you from under the mountain? Originally, yeah, I've been out, uh, I've been on my, on my pilgrimage. I went to, went to New Haven and, and ended up back here. Oh, he says, isn't the city great? He says, uh, I went, he says, about five years ago. He says, uh, only been back for about a year now. Uh, he says, it was, uh, it was a great time, actually. Hope uh, to get back there soon. <laughs> he says, did you take a tour of the mayor's house? He says, that was probably my favorite part of the trip. I didn't. I should, I definitely make a note of that for, for next time. Mm-hmm. He says, he says, oh, yeah, he says it's uh, maintained by the, uh, by the uh, Rangram Forest uh, Foundation. <laughs> Talks about all the great deeds he did. Uh, he says they even have uh, his, uh, his, his burial spots in the backyard. They got this big obelisk over it. Nice. Did you get any souvenirs? Oh, yeah, of course I got souvenirs. He says, uh, he says some, some were even you know, legitimate, not just ripoffs. <laughs> I will. I will. Reach he says, my... with all the uh, with all the slivers of wood they sold from Chalik's house, you think that uh, you think that the house wouldn't be there anymore? But <laughs> uh, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll reach into my my bag of holding and I'll pull out the uh, uh, the Roses Tavern commemorative mug. Uh, he says, "Oh wait, hold on!" And he actually he pulls it goes his bag of holding. And he pulls out one as well. Excellent. Ah, he I mean, said I had to go to the Capitol. Had to. <laughs> and it was just such a, I mean, it was a great little spiel they had, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Chalak would have loved it. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm sorry. I've, I've gotten a little distracted. Um, I noticed a, a bit of a strong reaction when the... Um, oh, he says, well, before we get into that, he says, pull up a chair, have, a, have an ale, sit down. What's your name? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't know how to kobold just as much as I don't know how to people. Um, <laughs> so I sit down, have an, you know, grab an ale, take a little sip. Um, my name is uh, Jervis Winston Earlham Neville Archer, but you can call me Gwen. Hello, Gwen. He says Archer Clan. Oh, wow, you come from a good line of folks. Uh, he says, uh, my name is, uh, is uh, uh, Coldy. Uh, he says, and I'm from the uh, from the uh, uh, Invoker Clan. Have you been Have you been back under the mountain since you, since you've been back? Oh, he says I you know stopped by there to share the stories of my my pilgrimage. Uh, but you know, after seeing the world, it's just so small uh, feeling. And so I, I came here to the city after that. Uh, he says. Uh, you know, now I uh, now I give uh, guided guided walking tours of the city, uh, which I've embellished, of course, a little bit to make them a little more interesting. Uh, it's not a bad life for one like myself. How are things under the mountain? Everything, everything copacetic. Uh, he says. Last I checked, uh, you know, uh, inner clan politics as usual. Nothing too exciting. Okay. So. In- I noticed when uh, when we came, I, I came in with that halfling. There was a bit of a strong reaction. You nod sagely. Yeah. And uh, the bartender said that there seemed to be a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of mistrust of, of kobolds. You know, I guess uh, in the city in general. I I didn't I didn't know I didn't notice anything. I've only been in town for a day though. Ah, uh, he says, you know it. It varies from person to person. We don't. It 
He says, uh, he says, uh, historically, he says, our kind have been, you know, this have been, you know, kicked around and slaved by dragons and things like that. He says, these, these are, these are, there are speed bumps to integrating in these societies. Uh, he says, that said, though, the, you know, the constabulary force, I've never gotten the impression that they've got our best interests at heart. You know, that's, it's nothing, nothing so, um, the word looking for. what's overt yes uh but did you notice there's no con there's no cobalt constables yeah yeah you're right i haven't seen any and they i did get a you know a lot of disrespect off the one that i was that i was working with she didn't seem concerned about kobolds and opinion in general he says that's the thing like i mean we're not it's not you know that's the most sinister part of it. It's not overt. It's not, you know, they're not kicking us. They're not calling us names. They just don't care about us. They don't want us here. That's the impression I've got. Yeah. Well, but, but fuck them. We're, we're, we're tenacious. You know, we got, we're, 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 we're descended from dragons. What are they going to do? Well, and I mean, we're hardworking members of society. So exactly. Know. He says, and you know, there's good ones, there's bad ones, but you know, for the most part, yeah, we don't, we don't like them. So we don't, you know, they come into our establishment, you know, well, they're probably not going to get a warm reception. Well, and you know, hierarchical power structures generally don't like, don't like the, the little people. So, mm -hmm. well, and so I guess the, you saw, you probably saw the body being pulled out of here, right? He says, uh, yeah, he says, what do you know about that? It was, uh, it was, it was actually one of my sibs, Zori. Mm. And, um, the wanted one, the one they put up the posters for this morning? Yeah, she uh, apparently was a, a, a paladin of Micaeus. And he shakes his head. He says, damn shame that they got another one of us. Yeah. It, she, killed a, she killed a friend of mine. And, I mean, we were able to to get my friend back, which is, which is great news. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I would, I would like to find the people who killed her, who killed Zori to, uh, see if we can get my friend's stuff back. He says, uh, well, good luck with that. Uh, I mean, for my part, I've only been here. Well, I got here a little bit before you did, I think. Yeah. So, well, I got here yesterday, so. <laughs> no, I mean in this tavern. Oh, <laughs> I've lived. I've lived in. I've lived here for almost a year now. But uh, do you know anybody in town that's that's you know fairly well connected, a fairly well connected kobold? Uh, like that could mean a couple of different things, friend. What do you What do you mean by that? <clears throat> well, and 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 you know, no reason to. No reason to connect me with them directly. If you know somebody, maybe you just put out the word that I'm that I'm looking for information on, or looking for um, looking to have a conversation, a non non judgmental conversation with the person who killed Zori. Um, you know, I, I I understand from the written in blood on the wall that uh, that it was largely a Macias thing. So we'd, we'd really just kind of like to get my friend's stuff back. No, no ill will for for the actual killing itself. He says, uh, "Well, I mean, maybe somebody with their keen ears will hear you and 
get in touch with you. Maybe they won't. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, that's really that's really all I can ask. So, hey, are you uh, are you are you performing anywhere these days? I, I'd you know love to come out and and see you worship. Oh, he says uh, every. He says every weekday on the uh, even hours after 12, he says, you can take one of my walking tours. Excellent. I think if we can, uh, if we can manage to get my, my friend out of the block of ice she's currently in and uh, then, uh, you know, she, I, I, I think she would really enjoy a, a walking tour of Hokkaido. He says, uh, you've got, you've got quite a gift for a metaphorical tongue there. You, you know, I'm sure you make a pretty good. Uh, oh no, she's good... frozen salad. She's, I, this that's not metaphor. He laughs and slaps his knee. He says, "Get out of town, frozen." Huh? She's still yeah. alive. Yeah, still alive. Ah, still Chalak, alive. be praised. New stories every day. Yeah, he, you would not believe the stuff I've come up with just from knowing these people for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like Chalak's in your favor, or you're in I, Chalak's favor. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I felt. I think I. I, I was. I felt. Uh, um, inspired by Chalik the other night when I performed at the um, at the end and I think it's uh, I feel really good about it so I just love how Sean and Matt are marrying each other right now <laughs> <sighs> all right well I he says speaking of I, I got a, a walking tour starting here in about a half hour so I need to finish up my lunch but uh, I hope everything goes well for you yeah you too and I'm sorry. What? Oh, it was good. It's good meeting you, Coldy. Yeah, yeah, Coldy Invoker. I was like, I remembered it. I remembered to write it down this time. Which <laughs> is a rare thing for me. So, I will. Uh, I don't know what the cobalt handshake is, but cobalt handshake, and then I, I think I'll. I think I'll leave as well and head back to the inn. Great. <clears throat> all right um meanwhile back at the end uh and <laughs> everybody that's at the end is either encased in ice or gone so maybe fucked off <laughs> i'm frozen solid <laughs> everyone's having a nap yeah. um <clears throat> all right so uh 88 uh gwen comes back to the end oh and Nithis too you're you're here um, yeah, I'm listening. I just wanted to grab a snack. No worries. All right. So, a uh, Gwen comes back to the um, to the hotel. Well, so Zori was murdered before I got there, um, and stripped of all of her possessions, and they wrote uh, no Machias here. Is that right? No Machias here. No Machias in Hokkaido. Oh, no Machias in Hokkaido on the wall in her blood, which is a fairly, uh, I think, a fairly a firm message. Um, oh, and I pull out the little slip of paper and I hand it to Nithis. Uh, you go to pull it out, it's gone. Ah, my little piece of paper got stolen. So I kind of say, shit. And I explained that that was the receipt for the reward. And, oh, that's slick. So, somebody's so somebody, somebody stole it from me. Fuck. Huh. You're certain it was Zori's body? 
Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was not an illusion. No, I mean, it was a real, there was a real body. So I suppose we could always check with the constabulary and see if. Uh, well, I mean, you know. You, you investigated, so you know, you you took a really close look at it. You, I mean, if it was an illusion, you those you know it wouldn't hold up to inspection. Yeah. And there was enough, probably enough time passed that I don't know. It would have been very difficult illusion to pull off. <laughs> Do you know how long ago she was killed? Um, I don't know. When I did my medicine check, would I kind of been able to roughly approximate that? Uh, you'd say within an hour. Okay. So uh, I guess about 11, about an hour or so before the our, our meeting. Certainly enough time for the cops that Nithis told to go and murder Zori. Chris, but, did um, did the Wonder posters say that Zori was a paladin of Micaias? Yes. Well, they had, they had the holy symbol on it. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Hmm. Um, which, I mean, knowing what you know about the situation now might have been intentionally flammatory. So, yeah, they didn't need to include it in the wanted poster, but it was there like dangling beneath the portrait. And I will give them a background on apparently racism in Hokkaido. We should perhaps check um, stores that purchase magical goods to see if they have any of Brinley's belongings. I think that's a good idea. And I also kind of halfway put out the word that we're looking to talk to the person um, or someone who may know where her things are. So in a, in a non-judgmental way. Wasn't there a gigantic store next to this little tavern that sold a bunch of yes, stuff? Yes, there was a store that sold armor and weapons above it. Check that out. <laughs> I like Caitlin just popping in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the store. So do we want to, I mean, I assume it's like 2-ish, 2, 2.30-ish. Two, two um, the conversation couldn't have taken very long. Um. <clears throat> do we want to go try and do that or do we have something else we want to do? I'm going to remain here with Brindley. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Nithis, do you want to go to the store or do you want me to just go by myself? Nithis, we can't hear you. Yeah, I'm guessing. I will wait a moment to ask that question. Is there a library? Oh, yeah. I'll go to the library and um, look up Water Janasi. Okay. <laughs> we have no <laughs> idea what's happening. Yeah, it's a good idea. I feel bad for Amanda, who's mostly just <laughs> sitting. <laughs> I've got ice cream. <laughs> how, how appropriate for your character situation. <laughs> um, okay. so. My notes have never been better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so um, you two split off. Idiot, you're staying there with um, with Brindley. Okay. Yep. All right, uh, we'll start with uh, Nithis first, since we just did a whole bunch of Gwyn. Yeah. Um, so you head to the library. Uh, you arrive um, at this um, very large, uh, imposing building um, in the university district. Uh, it took you, you, took, you had some directions on how to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you enter, uh, there's sort of a a foyer uh, with some scribes that are sitting behind a desk, uh, and then there's these large wooden doors uh, behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, uh, uh, "You see a couple people there uh, talking with them and writing stuff down, and a little money exchanging hands." Uh, okay. Uh, and then one money of them... exchanging hands. They're mm-hmm. like they're scribing. Uh, no, no, there's an entry fee, so. Oh, there's an entry fee to the library? Yeah. That's weird. Okay, well, I will approach and mm-hmm. see about getting access. Mm-hmm. Ah, hello. Welcome to um, the vast depository of knowledge um, that is the university library. <laughs> Um, are you a student? No, tourist. Tourist, oh, wonderful, okay. Well, um, since you're not a student, uh, there is a fee to use the library to cover, of course, the maintenance and acquisitions of our great knowledge. Um, are you, is this a one-time visit or do you intend on coming back multiple times over the week? I actually don't know, why don't you give me options? Well, uh, it's a silver piece an hour um, or uh, you could, it's or a, up to a maximum of a gold piece per day. Uh, of course, you can get a week pass for five gold pieces, which includes unlimited access to the library for that week. Hmm. Uh, but you must, uh, you you do have to pay up front, uh, and you can you can't you know, you can't retroactively change your mind if you. You mean I can't get a refund if I decide to get a week-long pass? Exactly. Yeah, the obviously. Um, so I'm paying you money. Is that going to come with assistance for searching for things? Of course. It, right. comes with our, <laughs> it comes with our basic level of assistance. A, one, of our, one of our apprentice scribes. Um, of course, if you need deeper assistance, we have um, uh, you know, journeymen and uh, master scribes that can assist for an additional fee. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so what do those fees look like? You uh, have a menu. <laughs> um, it really depends on the um, obscurity of the topic. Uh, it's sort of a negotiated um, per, per, uh, uh, per per encounter, per diem, per tea. not per diem per day, but uh, yeah. per encounter. Uh, um, most topics uh, can be quite easily accessed by our apprentice scribes. They are, after all, students here at the university and are quite adept with the classification and filing system of the library. Now, of course, they don't have access to the restricted sections, which some of our master scribes do, but uh, like I said, it depends on, on your research topic and the depth of it involved. All right, well, I wanna know more about water genasi. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure I'm certain one of our apprentice scribes can help you with that. Uh, so that's a fairly, as they are fairly well known and nothing too um, restricted about <clears throat> their knowledge. Okay. So I'll start with a silver, I guess. All right. One hour. Um, uh, he says, and what is your name? Uh, Nithis. Nithis. Okay, dokie. And your city of residence? Drith. Drith? Drith, yeah, sorry. Drith, is that in Nishima or? It's pretty far to the east. It's Pericles. I'm not going to tell him Pericles. <laughs> okay, what, what country? Do you need to know that? Yes, absolutely. Why? Well, um, if you're, if you cause any damage to the library, this information can help us track you down should we require additional funding to cover the cost of the damages. It almost isn't worth the trouble. Teleport is an accident. It's all you gotta say. <laughs> well, I know where I'm from. Carthal. Carthal. Okay. Oh, uh, the ink turned red. So I think that means that's a lie. Yeah. I uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't particularly want people knowing where I'm from. Okay. Give them extra money. Well, cover the expenses up. I, I assure you the records here are quite are kept quite classified. They're not for general public consumption. I will take out a gold and slide it across the table. Oh, you wish to purchase a day pass? No, I wanted to purchase none your business. <laughs> a bribe. Make it two gold pieces and we're, we're in business. Done. Pocket the two gold pieces. All right. Nithis from currently Hokkaido Nishima. I think that shall satisfy it. Um, and he kind of leans in and he whispers conspiratorially, now don't make me regret that. In and out, man. In and out. Narrator. He will 100% <laughs> regret that. He won't regret that. All right. Um, and yes. how, long, how long would you like to pay for? Um, just an hour so I can consult with a apprentice. And then if they actually have what I need, then I'll mm -hmm. pay accordingly if okay. I need All right. Uh, Silver piece, thank you so much. Here is your visitor's badge. Uh, it's green currently. It will turn red once your time expires. You can give money to any... Anybody wearing one of these badges, and he gestures to a badge on himself, uh, to renew time on it. Uh, if the badge turns red, uh, you'll have approximately five minutes to exit the library before the library will exit you automatically. <laughs> and if it starts buzzing, that means your table is ready. <laughs> this is very convoluted. Um, now... Uh, if it's your first time in the library, um, I advise you to look down very slowly. I look down very slowly. No, no, once you go inside. Rohan. <laughs> look at your feet. <laughs> I, I go in. 
right, so you, you go in through the doors um, uh, and you walk up uh, and in front of you, you see a wooden railing. Uh, as you walk to the edge, um, you realize as you look down slowly that this library is built mostly underground. Uh, there's two stories of it. Um, just lined with books. And as you look down, it goes down at least 13 to 15 stories, just filled with books. Uh, you see floating stairs moving around um, between the different floors. Uh, you see books that are flying back and forth uh, from the shelves to people, to the people from shelves. Uh, and then hanging in the center of it, uh, not by any visible means of construction is this um, massive uh, chandelier that's providing this um, uh, soft yellowish light uh, throughout the building. Um, hmm. uh, and then uh, you also see uh, between bookshelves on the various rows, you see little doorways that apparently you'd guess lead to little cloisters and places for people to study. Uh, it is a little overwhelming. <laughs> Um, and uh, as you are standing there, you instinctively duck as a book flies right by your face and heads to a shelf near you. Huh. Wow. Uh, though you realize after you ducked that it had like, it was coming right at you and then like dodged around you. Huh. Well, that's impressive. Um, I'll look around for an apprentice. Uh, so you see people uh, kind of walking around with other people uh, that have badges of varying colors. Uh, as you're looking around, clearly you need um, this uh, uh, kind of young looking dwarven woman comes walking up to you. Uh, she's wearing a bright blue badge. Uh, and she says, uh, oh, hello. Um, my name is Agith. Uh, and uh, I'm, gu I'm guessing from your badge that you're new here to the library and probably are in need of an apprentice scribe. I am, my name's Nithis. Um, I'm looking for information on water genasi. Oh, okay. Well, come with me. Um, uh, and she walks up to the balcony, uh, like the, 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 ban the banister, uh, and she puts her hand on it uh, and a, uh, some stairs like come sliding around uh, to the front uh, and, the, and the banister opens up like a gate. Hmm. And she says, uh, just this way. Uh, and she leads you uh, onto the stairs. Uh, and disconcertingly to you, as you go down the stairs, they start the stairs behind you start to like slide around to other parts of it. Uh, and you're just left on these free floating stairs in midair. Uh, and as you walk down them, stairs kind of slide over and connect to them and then curve you down uh, towards a section. Um, hmm. uh, and she says, uh, so what do you need to know about water genasi? She says, um, these, this shelf here, this is just sort of anatomical. And of course we got culture, history, creation myths. Probably the anatomical. Okay. Um, she leads you to a, a long, uh, long selection of books uh, and says, all right, can, I narrow, can we narrow it down? Um, what? Um, I don't know if you know or not, but resurrection is now possible. She says, yes. Uh, Brought back to us after it had been taken away from us for so long. Mm -hmm. um, I have a friend. She may or may not be a water genasi. She says she isn't, but I think she totally is. She was uh, recently resurrected, and now she's in... Now she's covered in ice. Hmm. So you're looking for 
physiological effects on water genasi after resurrection. Yeah, and I mean, if that if there's nothing that specific, maybe grievy, um, you know, response to grievous injury. Uh, she says, no, no, the hard part's narrowing it down to the author. So, um, okay. all right, all right. Uh, the bear known, known. Oh, here we go, here we go, Dali. All right. So she pulls the book off the shelf uh, and opens it up and says, let's come over to my cloister. And she walks over, uh, puts a key in the door by one of the bookshelves, opens it up, uh, and you see a warmly decorated room um, that has no windows. Uh, but uh, has like a little fireplace with the fire going. Uh, um, a couple of pictures on the wall uh, that look similar to her, but maybe aren't her. So like relatives, perhaps. Mm -hmm. uh, she says, welcome to my cloister. Come on in, shut the door. So, so anyone else can use it if they need it. All right. Okay. She gestures the table and sits down and opens it up. Um, she says, so uh, what we got here is a book of an accounts of, um, this is a famous water genasi that were resurrected and kind of, uh, you know, we've had, you know, there have been surgeons in history that have kind of uh, looked at them, kind of evaluated the effects of, of that on their body. So uh, uh, we can just skim through this. Uh, it's probably gonna take, she looks at the volume. She says, you might need to uh, deposit another, another silver piece. All right, whatever. All right. So, <laughs> so you hand her a silver piece. Uh, you see the um, a number on your badge changes. Okay. Uh, and so you spend the next two hours going through this book of uh, resurrections. She's kind of pointing out various things. Um, uh, and you get to the end of it and there is no mention at all of ice chrysalis. Hmm. Uh, she says, well, that's, um, it's weird. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else unusual about your friend? Enthusiasm. <laughs> um, I'm not going to ask her about this, but I just need to remind myself, where did Brinley's parents take her? Uh, to a woman in the woods. And then she was dipped in a cold pool. Just a random woman like in the woods that was like maybe a witch or something. Something. Yeah. Okay. You don't know. Okay. Uh, the, the details were um, perhaps intentionally vague from both Brindley and her mom about that mm -hmm. story. Okay. Um, nope. That's, um, that's what I got. Thank you for your help. Anything else you want to look at today? We got uh, 15 minutes left. Um, do you guys have anything on Kalistar? She frowns. Um, I've never heard of that. What is, what's a Kalistar? It's a type of beast back in Carthal. Oh, well, that might, you might need to talk to a master scribe about that or something. It's, huh. Piqued my curiosity though. Oh, it's fine. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. And I will ask to be led back out because I don't trust the stairs. All right. Uh, she says, oh yeah, it's really easy. She opens the door and you are back at the top of the banister uh, where you came in. Thank you for your help. 
She nods. Uh, and then she throws the book uh, over the edge of the banister, and then it writes itself and flies back to about, about where you remember getting it from. Hmm. Cool. Well, I'll head back to the, um, to the end. Okay. I totally want to go to that damn library now. <laughs> Me too. How cool does that place sound? Um, I'd love me a library. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it didn't, I mean, obviously, even if it didn't have the magical stuff, it'd still be pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, so Gwen, you head over to the weapon and armor shop. Yeah. And I'll kind of do a little look around to see kind of roughly what they have, but also if I recognize anything, <laughs> any of, because uh, Brindley, I don't think was wearing, was she, was, were you wearing armor? She had her glamoured yes. studded leather armor, but that was still on her because you would presume Hard, because Zori couldn't get it off of her quick enough. Okay. So there's probably nothing in this shop that um, actually she would have worn, right? I mean, it's got it's got wondrous items in addition to. Oh, okay. So. It's just a magic shop. Okay. Um, well, and I walk up to the proprietor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how do you do? Uh, yeah. So you walk up. Uh, there's a, um, a dwarven man standing there. Um, he's polishing <laughs> uh, polishing a sword. Uh, and he holds it up and looks at it and sets it down. And he says, "Hello." Are you here to buy some magical arms or armor today? Well, um, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually. Uh, oh, I'm actually looking for uh, possibly some uh, um, some items that a friend of mine had had kind of misappropriated from them, and uh, I think they probably will be soon re-entering the local market. I wanted to give you a heads up that these are stolen goods and and also you know see if i could uh, well i, I certainly them. would not want to buy stolen goods that goes against my ethos i figured as much and but no way of knowing really they're stolen if someone comes in so yes yes please give me a description uh, what are some notable items that could be in this um well ungain uh unlawfully gained haul so uh i i pull out the uh the one bag of holding because the uh, from, oh, what's his name? Uh, Darius Bartran, Silverbrand the Fourth. Right, with the because we all had a copy. We all had one of those, right? Monogrammed, yeah, with his DBS <laughs> IV on him. Yeah. So, what's yeah, that? Show him the I thought she sold that one. I didn't sell it. No, I got oh, it. Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. I tried to sell mine and and didn't because they were they didn't give me a lot of money for it. It was, mon- <laughs> it was monogrammed. <laughs> So I show I show him the monogram. I was like, well, it, one of them is a bag of holding with this monogram on it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's really uh, a truly wonderful little platinum ring, and I'll describe that. Um, and I don't really remember. Sean doesn't remember the stuff that Brindley was carrying, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I won't buy any of those things. And if I somebody tries to sell them to me, I'll go to the constabulary and let them know. That's excellent news. Um, do you know? Do you know of anyone in town that might be less 
um, scrupulous, scrupulous than you about about buying. Okay. I don't. I, I try not to. I try not to judge too much. You're looking for a criminal fence, perhaps some pawn shop that people take things to to hawk them. Pretty much, yeah. I figure that's the most likely home for these things. He says you'll probably want to try the Golden Nugget. It's in the seedy part of town. <laughs> Why did that break, Matt? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, he says, and they, they're known for buying things with no questions asked. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and I'm sorry, what was your name? Uh, you say, my name is Ostorn Hiddleston. I'm the proprietor of this shop. And what's the name of the shop? Hiddleston's Arms, of course. Okay. Um, and there's really nothing I need, so... Um, uh, before you go, <clears throat> perhaps I... Could I make you an offer on your sword? That is, uh... He says that is, um... Well, he says that is clearly of ancient design. Yeah, I'm, I'm really very, very attached to it. Uh, and it, and it's kept me alive uh, so many times that... He says, uh, I could trade it for a sword in here. He says, but... Uh, he says, that's clearly, uh, he says, uh, Telvian working. <clears throat> he says, made before the... Uh, Altarian age of magic. Yeah. See, if you can get a, see if you can get a plus three sword out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a shot. I mean, isn't this thing is a plus two, right? I think it's a yeah. plus one, right? Or is it no, plus it's, two? It's plus two. Get yourself a plus three. <laughs> this is a negotiation. <clears throat> I mean, it, I, I can't imagine you have anything that, that would be a, a significant upgrade for for this. He says, well, he says, um, might I see the sword? Sure, I'll pull it out and, and uh, give him a look. Um, he, uh, he takes it uh, and he looks it over. Um, he says, uh, I'm going to cast a spell now to identify it, if you don't mind. Uh, he pulls out a pearl uh, and holds his, closes his eyes and concentrates on it. Um, uh, he says, um, he says this, um, if I had to put this on the standard Altarian scale of magical prowess, he says, I would say this is a, a plus two sword. <laughs> Uh, you know, no, come back whenever you're ready. We can. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my food might get delivered, and I had to turn on the light so they can see. Uh, he says, "I tell you what, I will trade this for a." He says, "I happen to have a repeat or a scimitar right here that is, well, it would be a plus three on the Altarian scale. I'll trade it for you straight up." Nice. I don't think you'll find a better deal anywhere else in the town. I mean, a plus three sword is like minimum a thousand gold, right? Uh, they're very That's rare. Way more than that. Way more, like five thousand gold. They start at yeah, they start at five thousand, but they go to fifty thousand in that range. What? Who has fifty thousand gold? 
that's, a, that's yeah, that's a very rare magic item. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're making money on this one, bro. Don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and this is not a this is not a, like a character thing. This is just Sean like. What if I fuck up? <laughs> and, I, and I walk out of here and the building disappears. <laughs> Insight check the guy, see if he's being honest. Yeah. Yeah. I will uh I will do that. What is my little ring of truth telling to me? I forget. I think that gives you an advantage <laughs> on insight rolls. Yeah. I will do that. I will insight check him. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, something else. I was reading through the social encounter rules in the Dungeon Master's Guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something else you can use insight checks for, uh, and that, this, this doesn't necessarily apply to this situation, but uh, it was something I didn't know, and I've been playing this game for a long time. Uh, you can also use it to find out somebody's bonds, ideals, or flaws. Um, oh, really? Um, which you can then use... Um, uh, so if you know those, uh, and if you are interacting with the character like incongruence with their bond ideal or flaw. Like if you're taking advantage of a flaw or doing something that's within their bond or their ideals, uh, it can actually make them uh, more hospitable to you. Uh, hmm. Yeah. There's a whole, like a whole thing that I didn't know about like, you know, level like hostile and different friendly and like the DCs for that. Yeah. It's, it's really neat. It's something I somehow had missed in all my <laughs> readings, but anyway, I know, wanted... I actually, that sounds like, that sounds like a really interesting way of reflecting like interacting with other people with empathy mm-hmm. because you're you're you know you're kind of responding to the yeah worldview i guess yeah that's actually they're actually pretty cool rules uh i'm gonna have it's something i'm gonna ha- i'm really gonna try to work on implementing better with my npcs is thinking of bonds that you deal with some flaws for them which also helps make them be more three-dimensional too uh but anyway roll me the insight check or did you already i, I did i did uh 22 22 all right um uh, okay, uh, you get the idea that um, he feels like this is a trade that benefits him. Okay, and I'll I'll kind of ask him. You know, I I mean that's a that's a pretty it's a pretty valuable um, weapon. I, I mean, what do you? I, is it really just the age and and rarity of this that that you're that you're interested in, or? Uh, he says, "Well, yes." He says, "It's a." He says, "It's one of the ancient magic items." He says, um, "He says most magic items these days were created, you know, since the uh, Altarian epoch." Yeah. Uh, I mean, no pressure, sir. Obviously, you can come back anytime, and we can make this trade. Yeah, I think I'll. Um... I'll talk it over with my friends, and and I was I was certainly going to come back and and see if uh, if there was something that some of them had for us uh, or could get from you, just any, out of appreciation. Any, any time, yeah, you come back. <clears throat> so paralyzed, Sean is paralyzed, <laughs> <laughs> socially paralyzed. Um, well, thank you. I'll, I I think I'll. Uh, I'll probably get my friends and head out to the Golden Nugget. Is, I'm, I'm assuming this is the kind of place that you kind of you might want to have someone watching your back. Uh, absolutely, and your cut and your purse as well. He says. Uh, he says. Okay. He says somebody as rich as we are. 
you know, you don't want, you don't want to walk in there unsuspecting. <laughs> I feel like I walk into every place unsuspecting. <laughs> but, okay, well, thank you very much for your. Hey, let me ask you. I mean, I'm I I just got to town yesterday, um, <clears throat> you know, and I'm kind of a, I guess struggling a little bit to find my my footing. Um, is there is there a does the town generally have a problem with kobolds? He says um, your money is as good as anybody's. Okay, I'm just trying to trying to see if there's anything I can do to make things better. But oh well, thank you very much for the for the information and and thank you for being an, an upstanding member of society. <laughs> and then I will fuck off. All right, so you uh, finish up there. Um, you and Nithis eventually make your way back to the Sapphire Spear. 88, you've been keeping watch over Brinley the entire time. At some point, they do come back up and take the tub back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they say, well, we hope she enjoyed the bath, and they take it out. <laughs> <laughs> they feel their perception rolls. <laughs> Not their question to ask. It's not their position to ask questions. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is is finished up reading his uh, book on uh, carvings. What was it? Uh, carvings from the free cities, and is starting into his introductory artificing book. <laughs> nice. Well, when I get back, I'll just tell everybody I found a place that we might want to we might want to check out. Um, it's called the Golden Nugget. Might be a might be a local kind of wellish known fence that we can see if we can get Brindley stuff back. And um, <clears throat> and also met a very nice uh, arms and armor dealer that we might want to buy from. He offered to trade me the um, bone counter for uh, for a plus three scimitar so but i thought i could i thought i should probably double check with Nithis because i mean we did take it from your family home so do you mind putting this out into the world i don't care okay i'm not gonna use it <laughs> and i mean a plus three sword that's worth a lot yeah. <laughs> although what? All right, this is Caitlin talking to Sean. You'd better not just take the sword. You'd better get some gold for it, too. That man <laughs> was ruling over your fucking sword. Well, so I think... So she ate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he he seemed like he was more interested in it being Telvian, so... Oh, and don't we have Telvian coins, too? No. You, we, you, you did, but they're just... Uh, yeah. no. not, they weren't Telvian, actually. No, they were... Uh, they oh, were just right. they were just old Periclesian. Mm -hmm. Did we have anything? Was there anything else Telvian that we found? I don't think so. Um, well, I mean, the, all the magic items that were you guys got from there were technically Telvian because they were from a time before they were from the, the the dark time when magic items couldn't be made. So by necessity, they were Telvian. Okay. So I don't know if there's any, but if there's anybody else wants to try to sell something to this guy too. <clears throat> all right so um 
Anything you all are doing that evening? Just keeping vigil? Being like... frozen. <laughs> 88 does not leave Brindley's side. Okay. Aww. Brindley is, is as, we, as we kids today say, just chilling. Boo. You're terrible. I hate you. Yes. 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 Victory. No. B-I-C-T-O-R-Y. Victory, victory. That's our cry. Right. So y'all y'all uh, keep vigil and rest for the evening. Uh, and it'll be the 16th of Sylvian. Um. Wet. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and that's actually where we're going to take a five-minute bio break. Gross. You never heard that before? Yeah. We say that we say that all the time at my job in like long meetings. Yeah. I've heard it, yeah. Why are you wet? It's it's (laughs) food, water, potty. Yep. All right. Be back in five. All right. So uh y'all rest up. It's the sixteenth of Sylvian. It's a Queen's Day. Eighty-eight. Um as the morning sun comes up uh, and you're standing your vigil, uh, you feel something wet brush against your feet. You're muted. I look down. Uh, there is water trickling from the bedside and pouring across the floor towards your feet. I look to the bed. Um, you notice that uh, the ice around Brindley looks wet uh, and has soaked through the sheets. Uh, it's pouring down. Has it melted or is it? it is, it's in the process of melting. I will go downstairs to the the bar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Good morning. Oh, hello. Um, another bath this morning? No, a mop and bucket, please. Oh, another one of those nights. All right, well, one second. Um, just make sure you get all of it. All of what? Gross. They assume it's vomit. <laughs> oh. They are at a tavern bar, you know, okay. and so usually when people come down in the morning requesting a mop and bucket, <laughs> it's usually one thing. All right, so they, uh, she gives you a mop and a bucket uh, with some water in it. I dump the water out of it, then go upstairs. <laughs> just, just dump it right there. Just mop up as Brindley is dripping. Uh, so, um, as you come up the stairs, uh, you see movement on the other side of the door. Uh, it appears that Brindley is in the process of getting up. I will knock on the door. Brindley, do you respond? I am glad that you are awake. I have brought a mop and bucket. Why? Because there is water all over the floor. You look down and the sheets are soaked and there's water all over the floor. (laughs) Oh, weird. Okay, cool. I guess. May I come in? Sure. (laughs) I'll come in. 
Um, you come in uh, and sitting there on the bed uh, wearing uh, the glamoured leather armor that now looks a little too large on her. Uh, you see something that is not friendly. What? Please describe. Uh, happily. <laughs> I think I know what happened, but uh -huh. I, I would like a description, please. Uh, so you see um, long white hair uh, cascading down the back. Um, a blue-white face that looks more like ice than water, long ears that are bifurcated. Um, you see what appears to be a crown of something poking out from the hair, uh, and her eyes have gone completely black. Uh, but the voice was Brindley's. Voice was Brindley's. And as you look, you notice that her hands are kind of bent in a way that implies that there is an extra knuckle or the fingers are longer than they were before. Friendly was a changeling, right? Nope. No? Okay. Friendly. Yes. Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> Non-natural 20. <laughs> this is unusual. I don't you feel look, so good, 88. You look different. I what? I get up and go over to Senior. <clears throat> uh, do you want me to post the picture in the group chat? It's not okay. finished yet, but yeah, oh. you can go ahead. Oh, Amanda was in on this. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> of course Amanda was in on this. It we was were... a Chris Wallace, though. <laughs> <laughs> We've been planning this all week. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. Ooh. Terrifying and interesting at the same time. You look like a a fairy tale elf from from uh, from fairy tales. Boy, that was redundant. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to like gape at myself in the mirror. I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Good on you for. Would not you like me to get Nithis and Gwen, or would you like some time alone? Um. Yeah. Yeah, that one. The second one. Would you like me to leave the mop and bucket? No. I will turn and I will leave <laughs> the room with the mop and bucket. Close the door behind me. And I will go over and knock on Gwyn's door. <laughs> I yes. Friendly is awake. Oh great. She would like some time alone. Okay. Also, she looks different. What? 
What does she look like? I will describe. Yeah, that's different. Do I have any idea what she what uh, he's describing? <clears throat> nope. <clears throat> okay. Well, I think we should go tell Nithis too. And then I don't know and then. <laughs> I don't know the next step after that. But let's tell Nithis. She generally knows what to do. <laughs> okay. I go over and knock on Nithis's door. What's up? Brindley is awake. Okay. Good. Brindley changed. Her appearance is different. How? I describe it to her. No, <laughs> no. Uh, do I? Can I roll history? Yeah. Story. <clears throat> nope. That's the name. Yeah. Nothing, anything you've ever heard of. Okay. So she wants. Definitely, definitely nothing you read about in that water genasi book. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should, maybe, maybe we should go to the library and find out what our friend is now. Um, maybe we should just well, give her time first. She'll probably want breakfast. Maybe. Assuming she eats breakfast. <laughs> Everyone eats breakfast. Right. <laughs> I'll uh, go knock on the door. Brinley, would you like breakfast? Uh, no, I'm good. I'll come back to Brinley's. <laughs> she says she does not want breakfast. Uh, well, I say we go eat breakfast and give her some time. Okay, let us know if you need anything. You want me to leave Winchester by the door? No, I'm fine. Okay. I'll let when, those Winchester pops out. into existence at the mention of his name. <laughs> uh -huh. Pops out of existence. <laughs> Winchester can come to breakfast with us. Um, I let Gwen and 88 go down the stairs first and I tap on the door. Brenly? Yes. Are you doing okay? I don't know. <laughs> Can I help in any way? I doubt it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna go get breakfast then. We'll just be downstairs. Okay. I go downstairs. Huh. Okay. Well, they're downstairs eating breakfast, Brindley. What do you do? <laughs> I. Um. I sit there for a while. I'm very confused. Just thinking about stuff. And yeah, that's it for now. Okay. <laughs> I've had a shock. A little bit. <laughs> all right. So um, you all eat breakfast uh, and wait around. Um, uh, but Bradley does <laughs> not come downstairs. 
after a few hours, I'll put on most of my clothes, like not like the really, really fancy outer bits mm-hmm. are decorated, not fancy really. Um, and my armor's magic. Can I make it fit me better? Yep. Nice. I'll make it fit me better, just like a dark gray. <clears throat> and it's glamoured too, so you can make it look however you want to look. Yeah. And um, I'll run on six. All right. So you all, um, around lunchtime, uh, <clears throat> dressed, dressed in these much darker palettes than you're used to, you see uh, Brinley come down the stairs. Um, Isn't 88 the only one that recognizes her? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you all got the description. We got the description. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you see the the long white hair down uh, past her rear, uh, the ears poking out. Huh, twinsies. I point to my own hair. I just try to honor her, and then I go over to the uh, bartender. Mm And I go, um, hello, is it breakfast? He looks at you. Eyebrows raised for a second, uh, and he says, hey, "I think we've got a little breakfast left over." Okay, breakfast. So, like eggs and stuff. He nods. I will have breakfast. He says, "Why don't you go have a seat with your friends, and I'll bring it over to you." Okay. I look around. Takes yeah. me a second, and then I go see eighty-eight and go over there. Mm-hmm. And sit down. <sighs> and then I stand up to sit on my hair and I push it away and sit down. <laughs> so how are you feeling? Weird. Fair enough. Fair enough. You seem to have maybe changed the species? Or how I looked down. Apparently. <laughs> mm. No clue. Why? No. Yeah. Very, it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. There's a really big library here. That's like nice. It's like 15 floors. We could go research what you got going on. How do you research woke up weird? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, we'll just tell them that uh, you are adopted and you want to look up your lineage and see what they come up with. They're very organized. Very organized. Can I have breakfast first? Of course. Of course. Also, Nithis is really good at lying. (laughs) (laughs) She lies a lot. She is. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at your plus seven, Nithis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even like rolling for it. Off the uh, shoulder, I'm like, I don't want to tell the truth, so I'm not gonna. All right. So a, f- a few moments later, the barkeep comes over with some eggs, uh, and a rasher of bacon uh, and some like potatoes that have been cooked nicely, and 
uh, everything's nice and warm and fresh. You actually get the idea that um, you maybe made it freshly just for you. Um, All right. I pick up fork and I eat a potato and I put the fork back down and I pick up some bacon and eat the bacon. I like the bacon. I'm gonna try some eggs and earlier. I put the fork down. All right, I'm done. Done? How much smaller are you than you were? Like four inches. Okay. You sure you don't want more to eat? I don't like it. Oh. What would you like? I don't know. How sharp are your teeth? Um, Mythos is looking. How sharp are her teeth? A little sharper. A little sharper? Carnivore-esque. Mm. Maybe a really, really rare, rare snake. What about snakes? Maybe <laughs> a really, really rare snake. I like the bacon. I'm good though. I'm full. Okay. Okay. So it's up to you. Do you want to go do things or spend another day chilling? You've been out for two, FYI. Two. So how am I on my saves and stuff? Chris, do I have one thing of exhaustion? No, you're, you have no exhaustion. You are. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, you slept for 32 hours. That's four long rests. Okay, cool. I mean, the room's not getting any more exciting. The what? The room isn't getting any more exciting. Um, so to catch you up, somebody murdered Zori. We don't know. Who. Unfortunately, we weren't able to find your things. So that's rough. And there's a giant library we can go to. Gwen had something he wanted to do. Right? There's a um, store called the Golden Nugget that possibly deals in illicit goods that I thought might be a place where you could try to find your stuff. You want to go find myself? I think we can try. Okay. Sorry, what do you say? We'll go find myself. Okay. Okay. And you still have your armor and your shell a lot, right? Because mm -hmm. it just is a stick. My staff. What on earth is Paul doing? He's putting on a blanket. Oh. <laughs> Cool. Well, I guess we'll go to the golden nugget. All right. I don't have money for dinner. I don't We've got money. Would you like me to give you some money? No. I'm okay. All right. Let me know if you change your mind. I will. Everyone should make sure that... Gwen told us that he got pickpocketed, right? Yes. Okay. Everybody make sure that everything you have is secure on you. 
There's a lot of pickpockets, apparently. And also, this place is pretty dodgy, so. Yeah. All right. So, shall we head to the Golden Nugget? All right. So, you, uh, you uh, get directions to the Golden Nugget. It takes a couple people asking. Um, and even the person you ask is a little reluctant to give them. Uh, but you do. Um, Would the intimidation help at all? Intimidation? Hmm. No, it's more just they. It's a bad part of town. They don't like. They feel bad sending out of towners to the bad part of town. Oh, not to worry. <laughs> Very prepared to intimidate people. Right. So you um, you head off uh, to uh, a part of town um, uh, where you, when you get there, you don't see any blossoming trees. It's just kind of a just kind of, you can tell it's run down. The houses here don't look great. Um, uh, more beggars in the street than there were uh, elsewhere. Um, and you find yourself in front of a uh, establishment uh, that just has a sign out front that just says GN and then a picture of a little piece of gold ore in front of it. All right, we head in. Where's the sparkliest part of the room? So you walk into this dingy room. Quite <laughs> <laughs> the uh, coolest, sparkliest stuff. Uh, there is a case uh, that has gems in it at the front. I'm going to uh, go just, over there and look at them. Uh, as, you, as you come in, uh, you see um, a, uh, a tiefling man. Uh, he's got uh, long black hair, red skin. Um, uh, like a deep, like blood red, uh, silver eyes, uh, and he's got a long, um, like one of those long cigarette sticks, you know, where the he's mm -hmm. holding Crow it. Crow Deville stick. Well, yes, Crow Deville stick. I don't know the actual term for it. I don't know what uh, either. What's that? Garwal. A Garwal. Like that. Uh, and he, he's sitting there smoking it. Yeah, he's dressed kind of. He's dressed somewhat nice. Um, Though, like, kind of in, like, the idea that, like, he's dressed in nice clothes that you get the idea that maybe he got secondhand. They don't fit him very well, or as well as they could. And they look a little threadbare. There's some patches, like, on the elbows. And he looks at the four of you come in, and he says, <clears throat> uh, he takes a... <sighs> buying, I guess. Well, we're looking. Our friend, uh, had some items that were that were kind of misappropriated from her, and uh, and we're looking to to get those back. Well, everything here is acquired legally. I just have you know. <laughs> Nithis laughs shortly. <laughs> I've got my receipts. I'm sure. Oh. I'm I don't. I don't doubt you bought it from someone that that said that they came about came across them honestly, um, but you know, here's here's kind of what we're looking for, and I kind of run down the um, the items, and I'm kind of keeping an eye on him to see if uh, if he reacts to anything <clears throat> without you know without trying to give it give things away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, roll me an insight check. 
Um, I would be standing, so if Gwen's talking to this person face-to-face, I'd be standing kind of obliquely and keeping an eye on this guy. Can Mm -hmm. I also roll insight? Sure. 21. What'd you get, Sean? 18. Okay. Uh, You go through the list. He doesn't react to any of it. Um, He says, oh, we ain't ain't got anything like that lately. He said, he looks at you, Brindley, and he says, hey, make sure you're looking with your eyes and not your hands. Rude. Did you kill me and take my stuff? <laughs> I like this. New he looks at the rest of you and he gives you kind of a, like, who is this look <laughs> with his I face? I blink at him with my big old black and buggy eyes. He says, I ever killed nobody. Well, no, it was a, a paladin of Micaeus that killed her. But, of course, they're gonna sell her stuff what this paladin looked like i described zori he looks at you again brindley he looks a little unnerved by you which you know as a fellow person who doesn't have pupils in his eyes your eyes do seem to freak him out even though his eyes don't have pupils either Uh, i tap one of my long fingers against the glass he says look uh yeah you tell you what zori she comes in here and sells stuff Apparently she's got, you know, oh God, I slipped into that voice. <laughs> she's got, you know, uh, deep pockets always finding things in them. You mean well, she had. Oh, sorry, sorry, I haven't seen her in a couple of weeks. She's dead now. Oh yeah. Very, very murdered. Uh, sorry to hear that. She was a regular. Do you know of any other? Honest business people that she also dealt with. He, he shrugs. He says, I'll be honest with you, Square. Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. He says, You got the, he says, one, we don't talk. Two, you got the stink of law about you. <laughs> Especially oh, her. Doing? And he nods at Nithis. <laughs> he says, But no, I, he says, uh, I always tried to give her the best deals. Regular client like that, you got to keep them, keep them coming back. May I ask a question? <laughs> I'm standing here, aren't I? Do you believe it would hurt your business if it were known you were dealing with a follower of Micaeus? Says I deal with everybody. I don't care about what religion they uh, they practice. What god do you worship? And you're sure your customers would not mind. You know, that's starting to sound a little bit like a threat. Are you threatening me? I'm asking a question. You can play robot act if you want, but uh, I, I, he says, uh, he says, I'm catching your hidden meaning pretty well there. And uh, I don't appreciate anybody talking about the business I do here. Does that answer your question? I believe it does. He says, so you all here to buy something or is this interrogation over? I did have one more question. Takes a long drag from his cigarette. Um, If I were looking to find friends of Machias, Machias? Machias, yeah. Machias, where would I start looking? 
He says, uh, get on a boat, go west of here. Right past the Kamenova Empire. He says, that's where they all come from. Says He says, I think that God started over on the Obsidian Rim. Hmm. Interesting. He says, how they keep managing to find their way here beats me. But, uh, well, as Zori learned the hard way, I guess, uh, they usually say the same fate when they make it this far. So I've heard. Hmm. While we're here, does he have anything interesting? You browse around? Sure. Yeah, he's got all sorts of random magic items, little bits and bobs, this and that. Uh, you want me to go, you want me to roll randomly and give you the selection? Sure. <laughs> all right, let's go to the table. Uh, <laughs> Give me just if a second. If a rod randomly pops up, I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Sean, a movable rod quickly over here. Um, <laughs> table, table, table. Maybe. Just a second. Uh... Ah, here we go. Treasure hoard table. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sure there's probably some website that just has this automated, but all right, twice. Um, so uh, there's an item that's actually a pretty rare one. Uh, he keeps it on a, a, locked, uh, a locked container. Um, uh, it's a uh, delicate silver chain uh, that has a um, black gem pendant on the inside uh, and is radiating abjuration magic. Uh, if he, he catches you, he says, oh, he says, uh, good eye. He says, he says, you wear this and uh, you no longer have to worry about poison. Pretty handy for my clients. It's a perioptive proof against poison. Okay. Uh, the other object... Um, Okay, uh, apparently we're just in the health business. There's another amulet in there as well. Um, uh, it's a long gold chain. Um, it has a gold medallion at the bottom with a sun and two hands raised up towards it. Uh, he says, ah, yes, that. Uh, he says, Hardy's the soul, it does. It's an amulet of health. It sets your constitution score to 19. Damn. I had that. Mm-hmm. How much for that? Uh, he says, ah, very valuable, this one. Let me, <clears throat> let me pull out my pricing guide here. <laughs> Probably don't even I, close to having enough. I do not believe we should be purchasing anything here. Uh, he says 4,000 gold pieces. 
Well, we can go, guys. <laughs> was an easy decision to make. <laughs> yeah, you'll be back for it. No, <laughs> no we won't. <laughs> What's the actual price so, so, supposed to be at something like that? Uh, 500 to 5,000. For combat buffs like that, I tend to price them higher. So probably close. It's, it's probably actually not too bad of a price for it. Getting your hands on 5,000 gold. Lulz. Uh So you, you all figure out. Uh, what do you do the whole time, Brindley? I was trying to watch. Like one person's talking, I'm watching them. The next person's talking, I'm watching them. Oh, good. I, sorry, I got to put your new token on roll 20. So. <laughs> you didn't make it a token yet. It's not done. Oh, tiny. I'll, I'll remake it once it's it's done done, but I, I had that just in case. Is that from uh, Bethany? Yes. Nice. All right. He says, well, uh, hopefully the, uh, hopefully the, you know, I don't see your faces again, but uh, thanks for your business have a good day uh and as you as you as you say that he intentionally blows some smoke in your face oh i'm not close enough for him to blow smoke in your direction yeah that's fine i grab it and i throw it on the ground grab what his cigarette oh (laughs) he looks at it looks at you uh, but makes no motion to pick it up because he's afraid that you will gut him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it's time you go. All right. Well, shall we? Head off into the great wild city. Looks like Brenly is just staring at him. Mm-hmm. Friendly, you ready to go? Sure. How, I don't um, follow out as they leave. How, um, like, how how obvious is it that you're casting a spell when you're casting a spell? Uh, it depends on depends on what it says in the description. If it That's has cool. if it has verbal or somatic components, very obvious. Okay. I didn't think of casting a locate object before we walked into the place, but... I mean, you can cast it and peek your head back in. <laughs> well, I could just... I, I would feel it within a thousand feet of me, so... Yeah. Um, did anyone react negatively the last time I cast it? Uh, I, don't, I don't recall you casting it in front of a bunch of people before. Yeah, I don't remember when I did it. It's generally a bad idea to cast magic openly on the street. Yeah. Uh, that will generally get the guards called on you. Uh, but if you want to duck into an alley, there's a lot of alleys ways around here, a lot of skulking places around here that you could. All right. I will tell everybody, you know, give me a minute. I'm going to go skulk for a second. And I walk into an alley, try to hide a little bit, and then I'll cast locate object. All right. You don't detect uh, the object that you're looking for. Okay. And I'll. I'll just keep it up for the 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. One of these days that's going to pay off. <laughs> Probably not. I know where Brindley's stuff is. And so if you're ever within a thousand feet of it and you cast that spell, I will tell you. 
<clears throat> I mean, I, I, as Sean, don't think anything will come of it until we're further along, but I think Gwen would still give it a shot. Mm -hmm. So makes sense. So we kind of confab on the street. So what to, uh, where to next? Friendly, I wanted to check. We definitely want to get your stuff back, but we could also just go back to Pericles and get you to your parents' house if you'd like. What do you want to do? I'm open to any of it. I'm open to any of it. Do you think the priest that resurrected her would have any insight into what's going on? I already talked to her. She had no idea. Well, but there's like a visual representation of something changed now, so. Fine, yeah. I, I, don't, think, <laughs> I don't think we're going to get anything. How do you, <laughs> Brindley, how do you feel emotionally? <laughs> Fine. No. You seem a lot quieter than normal. Than before, yeah. Uh huh. Hmm. All right. Shall we go to the temple? Do you want to go to the temple? I think I'd like to go to the temple. Check it. Okay. <clears throat> so we head off to the temple. <laughs> so you head off uh, to the temple. Um, it's a little bit of a long walk from here, but but that does put you close back to your hotel. Uh, so you head back to the temple. Uh, you head inside once again, uh, kind of dark, uh, shadowy temple. One one priest, no other penitents. Um, as you walk in, the priest turns and looks at you. Um, uh, and her mask reads surprise. <laughs> and her mask reads surprise. And I, I kind of kind of gesture at her mask, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's how we feel too." Um, Hello. Welcome back, Brindley. How are you feeling? Oh, fine. Uh, the. Um, uh, the priest looks at you, Nithis, and says, I do not believe it is time yet for you to embark upon your favor owed to my Shiha. No, no, no. But, you know, Brindley has gone through something and we're trying to get some more insight. Also, how did you recognize her? Um, she says, um, people are more than just their outward appearances. true but uh can i uh can i roll insight on brinley's reaction to the priestess Priest? mm -hmm. sure because it sure looked to me like she didn't recognize her own name natural 20 motherfuckers that is the second one this section <laughs> oh brinley did you she uh she's checking to see if you recognize your own name do you recognize your own name after a while. 
after a while. <laughs> pretty slow response. Huh. Okay. Um, the priest says, um, everybody is comprised of personalities that are made up of emotions. The emotions and personalities can be read by us. They're a unique signature. <clears throat> and though Brindley's personality aura is muted, it's still recognizably hers. I, I assume you've come asking about her new physical appearance. Yeah. I have no knowledge as to this. Only Brinley can answer that question. My legs are tired. I'm going to sit down. She gestures to one of the, one of the uh, pews. I sit down. But I assure you that this is no, no side effect of the resurrection. At least not Directly. Hmm. Or if it is, it's not it's not normal. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I do sense that you all are concerned for your friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. be more important than ever for you to be there for her during these times. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you're going anywhere. She says perhaps perhaps this is her fate. Perhaps this is a necessary part of her journey. Well, Brinley, is there anything you want to do? Brinley? Yes. How are you feeling? My legs are tired. Maybe the rest of you is tired too? Not as tired as my legs. Because I, I just called your name and you didn't hear me until I said it a second time. Yes. Sorry. No, no apology. I'm just, are you feeling all right? I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Call it an early day and go back to the hotel. What do you want to do? I think it's more important that we do what you want to do. Yeah. If you want to rest. I don't know. Maybe what do you want to do? Hmm? What do you want to do? What do you want to have for dinner? I don't know. What do you want to have for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to have for dinner? <laughs> Um, Nith is about to be real rude. Oh my god. I feel really bad. 
Nithis feels really bad. Um, she's going to go from standing still near, near Brinley to a ha in front of her face to see if she reacts. My eyes widened. That's and it. I look at you. I'm very concerned about you, Brinley. <laughs> you were loud. <laughs> I say we go back to the inn. Okay. If we got attacked on the street right now, I think we're down a man. Okay. Do you think your legs will take a trip back to the uh, back to the inn? Do you want to go back to the inn? Yes, we want Let's. to go back to the inn. Let's go back to the inn. I stand up. Um, okay. Are you steady on your feet when you stand up? Enough. Enough. <laughs> um, Nithis, as you get ready to go, the priest kind of gestures <clears throat> you over. Okay. I'll catch up, guys. Uh, she just extends her hand um, and uh, there is a holy symbol of Maishiha there. Okay. What's this for? Uh, many find comfort in prayer. Maybe Brinley will? It's for you. <laughs> you all getting converted. Uh, welcome, you did welcome walk into that church like three times in one day. <laughs> welcome to the flock, y'all. Even, <laughs> even if you don't think you need it now, please take it in case you decide you do later. Uh, Nithis blinks rapidly uh, in an impression of Brinley lately. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Thanks. I guess. I'll take it. Uh, she, uh, her mask shows joy. And don't look too happy. <laughs> it's just saying. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it kind of switches as you glance away for a second. It switches to trust. And she says, she says, um, I will pray for your friend. Okay, thanks. I step back. Mm -hmm. Does it look like we're done? Oh, yeah. Reading the room. <laughs> Read the room insight check. Yeah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> like, I give a little wave and walk she out just uh nods respectfully as you leave uh yeah that was real weird they are weird they are real weird priests <laughs> <laughs> uh so i come out of the um temple and i'm holding the holy symbol and mm -hmm. i look confounded and then i slip it into my bag mm -hmm. so to the end Let's do it. Great. All right. So you walk the, like a block to the Sapphire Spear. <laughs> um, Innkeep approaches you, Gwen, um, and says, uh, hey, uh, so since we've been giving you a room and all that, um, I was wondering if you'd be interested in performing again this evening. <laughs> Got to do your job, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, since we're you. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of course. Excellent. Uh, uh, well, between you and me, uh, there's quite the crowd uh, that's waiting for you. Apparently, word of your performance the other day has spread. So, ah, great. 
I hope I can live up to it. I really, really, really hope I can. <laughs> I'd say there's like a 18 and 20 chance that you don't, but you know. We'll... <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what time of day is it, is it Chris? Uh, it's getting to be evening. You spent most of the day walking to the. <laughs> the sun is dipping on the horizon. Uh, Nithis, I assume Gwen won't be eating with us because you're performing, right? Oh, you'll probably get a chance to eat before. Oh, yeah. we'll eat together. Well, I'll get uh, I'll get food and um, a bottle of whiskey. It has actually been a while since you guys have seen Nithis drink heavily. She hasn't <laughs> for several days because we've only known each other like a month, right? <laughs> a month basically, and basically no. since I got my house, I haven't been drinking. I say since before the trial, right? Yeah, yeah because we were basically right there. Yeah, yeah, right before the trial. Um, so I bring a full bottle of whiskey over with three shot glasses, and I pour one for each of you, mm -hmm. and I say, "Bottoms up." All right, I throw back the shot of whiskey. Fucking bond people! <laughs> you took that really quick. Yeah, you gave it to me. Oh, that's bad. You're not gonna take things from anyone, right? You're my friend. I agree. So if a stranger gave you a glass of whiskey, you'd say no, right? It depends. The answer should be no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. 100% no. Okay. That's very unsettling. Nithis drinks two more shots. <clears throat> I drink two more shots. Oh, my. Oh, Brindley. Oh, Brindley. <laughs> Nithis stops because I'm going to give my friend alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Idiot excuses himself and goes up to the common room. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, who knows? Brindley could drink you under the, be able to drink you under the table now. Yeah, but my experience so far is not that. So That's let's true. not poison our friends. Mm -hmm. All right. So Idiot excuses himself and goes upstairs. Oh, my goodness. Are we all going upstairs or just 88? Um, did 88 seem like he wanted company? Nope. Nope. Okay. We can just well, chill for a little while longer. Okay. Yeah, I, I now that dinner's over, I gotta I gotta start getting to work, I think. So I'm gonna go perform. Okay. All right. Friendly, you wanna play a game of cards? Do you wanna play a game of cards? Sure. Yes. All right. Let's play cards. All right. <laughs> we play cards. All right, Gwen, why don't you give me a performance check with advantage? Because you've got Yay. the crowd behind you from the start, which always helps. Oh, not as good. 17. Close enough. I mean, but still good, but not. Still not bad. Yeah, just not, not the height of the previous night, but. Uh, but it's good enough. The people, the people are um, entertained. Uh, you get three silver pieces worth of tips. 
Um, while uh, Brindley and uh, uh, Nithis play cards, um, Gwen plays his music. Uh, do you guys chat about anything or do you just kind of play cards? Um, I am still watching Brindley to see how fast her reactions are, how independent she is, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Do you understand the game? Because have we, would we have played cards before? Oh yeah, you guys played cards before, all, all the time. Is she playing the same way she did before? My guess would be no, but I'll let Amanda correct me if that's wrong. What kind of game are we playing? Oh lord, I don't know, just cards. <laughs> Fantasy uh, poker. Euchre. <laughs> like rummy. Yeah. I can't I don't even know how to play rummy. I was going to say, I can't even pretend to know how to play poker, so I don't... Yes, I'm playing normally, just because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I'm just basically quietly assessing Brindley and everything she does. I'm just doing as I've been doing all day. So, slightly, de slightly delayed and not offering any of your own opinions? Yeah. Mm, do not like. <laughs> um, 88, uh, are you doing anything in the special in the common room or are you just sort of hanging Yes. Oh, uh, While they are dining and performing, mm -hmm. 88 sits down in the common room. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if there's anyone else up here during dinner hours, but... No, it's pretty uh, quiet, empty. He'll, he'll find a, a quiet spot, pull out his slate, mm -hmm. incense, lit, and pull out his old suit of chainmail armor set it down on the floor and he'll start uh, sketching on his slate the um, semblance of Brindley's new appearance and uh, after an hour mm -hmm. uh, the suit of chainmail uh, sort of uh, grows hot and melds together and takes the form of a uh, silver sculpture Mm -hmm. of Brinley's new appearance mm -hmm. in as best detail as, as he can sort of envision it. Mm -hmm. um, worth 75 gold pieces, because that's how much the suit of armor was worth. And he will take that and put it in his bag, along with his other accoutrement, mm -hmm. and go downstairs uh, and find uh, Nithis. All right, uh, Nithis is at uh, the table you left her. She's playing cards mm -hmm. with Brinley. The, uh, so maybe to your surprise, um, the whiskey bottle is as full as it was when you left. Apparently that has stopped. <laughs> that is a bit of a surprise. Uh, Nithis. Yeah. Where was the library you visited? I give him directions to the library. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you know if they had hours of operation or were open all hours? Oh, they were open all hours. Yeah, there's an entry fee. Um, that you have to pay and that entry fee gets you an apprentice assistant and you're going to need an assistant because that place is huge um and then if you need more than that you can pay more to get a journeyman or a master to help you out <clears throat> all right i will be visiting this library please keep an eye on brinley of course 
I will leave and I will go to the library. Who's winning at cards? Uh, both of you make me um, on second. Uh, Nithis, you have a... No, I guess you... I, I, that's something you should probably have is playing cards as a proficiency. I would assume so. Oh, I don't have um, any. I think gaming is under tools generally, but yeah, it's under tools. Uh, <clears throat> tools and other proficiencies. You are uh, <laughs> you are winning, um, but that's because um, you notice that there is after a game or two, you very quickly notice a pattern to Brinley's play. Okay. Uh, so whenever you play a red card, she plays a red card. Whenever you play a club, she plays a club. Hmm. Uh, that would usually not to her advantage either. Hmm. I hmm. store that information in my brain. Did did you did you just humph after I humphed? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm asking is Caitlin. Did Brinley just hump after? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eighty-eight. Uh, you make your way through the um, the streets. Uh, you see people going around lighting um, lighting these lanterns uh, that provide street lights. Uh, and you make your way over to the library. You walk inside. Uh, there's a see. Uh, it's much quieter than it was when a Nithis is there. That's Matt knowledge, not. Mm -hmm. uh, you see a scribe there who kind of welcomes you over and gives you the same spiel about pricing and apprentices okay and so I how much will... uh how much would you like to pay for up front i will put one gold piece mm -hmm. on ah, the a day pass yes and then i will pull out the silver figurine of new brinley mm -hmm. and set it on the counter and say i wish assistance in identifying this creature Okay, well, uh, first of all, I'll need your name. 88. And where do you live? <laughs> it's horrible, right? You don't want to tell people that. No, it's, uh, I'm struggling to decide on an answer. <laughs> I have no permanent residence. And a frown slightly says, oh, a vagrant. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking truth. Really. Oh, I know it is. That's <laughs> Chris is delighted by that answer. Describe, <laughs> describe less. <so. laughs> a wildly rich vagrant. <laughs> oh yes, but he did see the gold, so he's he's still writing, uh, and the ink doesn't turn red either. So, mm -hmm. all right. Well, um, if you don't know what the creature is, I'm going to recommend that you speak to at least a journeyman, if not a master scribe. It'll be the best value for your money. Um, How much would a master scribe cost? Uh, you'll have to negotiate that with the scribe. Uh, Very well. Uh, when you get inside, um, look for somebody with a, a uh, pink badge. Thank you. I will pick up the statue and walk Oh, inside. and... Uh, he, he smiles slightly. He says, "Don't." He says, "When you get in there, he says, look down very slowly.'" All right. I walk in. Mm -hmm. 
I look down very slowly. Impressive. 15-story deep library. Books <laughs> flying everywhere. Stairs. <laughs> Chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> and I begin looking around for someone with a pink badge. All right. Uh, you see, there's like three or four people nearby with a blue badge. One of them comes over to you and says, oh, hello. Um, are you new to the library? I am. I am looking for a master scribe. Oh, okay then. Um, uh, just a moment. I'll see who is available. Uh, and he, there's a there's a doorway kind of next to the door you were in. He opens it and goes in and shuts it behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you wait. I do. Um, Idiot is very good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, after after a um, after like ten minutes or so. Um, you see this uh, very tall um, tabaxi uh, with um, kind of a tortoise shell, uh, torty style uh, markings, um, though much of it is like there's splotches of gray. Uh, and he is walking with the assistance of a cane. He's so handsome. <laughs> he's walking with the assistance of a cane. You get the idea that he's quite old. Uh, and he says, uh, well, hello. Um, Good evening. My name is uh, Erix, E-R-I-X, um, and uh, I'm one of the 12 masters here at the library. Um, what it's is, a pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name what, is 88. Ah, yes. <clears throat> thank you, 88. He says, a Warforged. Uh, he says, uh, when I was much younger, I took a trip to Altaria, visited the library there, saw the great forges, many of your kind, but never have I seen one here in Nishima. He says, where is it you come from? Altaria. Nat, a, a, a foolish question. I apologize. Of course, you've come from Altaria. So, what is it you need help with researching? I'll show him the Brinley statuette. I require assistance in identifying this creature. Fine work. Did you make this yourself? I did. Quite the craftsman, but I would expect no less from a cleric of Inca. Thank you. Hmm. He says, take a walk with me, 88. I take a very slow walk with him. <laughs> he, he walks over to the banister and puts his hand on it. Uh, it stares slide up over and op it opens up. Uh, and he starts walking down the steps. Uh, and it leads you very deep uh, down into the um, into the pit. Uh, okay. As we're walking, I say, I understand there was to be a negotiation of rate. He says, yes. Um, he says, he says, I do not recognize the creature at first glance. But 
I see some familiarities in it. I have a hunch. He says, I do not think this investigation will take long. He says, <clears throat> he says, I believe it shouldn't take more than a few hours. He says, so my, we'll charge my minimum rate, which covers research up to a week. Uh, he says, and that will be 50 gold pieces. Should I pay you or another person? What he said, he nods. Once the once I have an answer for you. Very good. Uh, he leads you down, um, and uh, he uh, goes to a bookshelf uh, and he starts pointing his fingers at different bookshelves, and books start flying off the shelves towards him. And after a few minutes, he's got about a dozen or so books floating next to him in a neat pile. Uh, and he says, come with me. And he uh, turns and opens a door uh, and leads you into this large, uh, large uh, plushly appointed room, uh, big oversized chairs. You see stacks of books everywhere, uh, a fire in a fireplace. Um, and the sounds of like some comforting like music uh, emanate from somewhere in the room that you can't quite be sure where. Thanks. He says, um, uh, he, he gestures to a, a oversized stuffed chair on the opposite end of his desk uh, and he sits down behind it. He says, now tell me what this creature Tell me everything you know about it already. This creature is my friend Brindley. As to my understanding, she was born to human parents. However, as a very young child, she was quite sickly. And so after making an arrangement with a sage woman who lived near their village, she was dipped into a pool of frozen water, after which her illness was cured. However, she gained a blue tone to her skin. Yesterday, she, yesterday, no, the day before yesterday, she was slain and resurrected magically. Now she has transformed in physical appearance to resemble this. And the blue, when she was a blue skinned person, how did she identify? <clears throat> she insisted that she was human. Did she have any sort of unnatural skills or talents that humans ought not have? She is trained in druidic arts. Would Adi have... know from the swim that she and I took that she could stay down longer than normal? I'm not sure if I was there. You were there. You were at, on oh. the beach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, didn't she stay down for like an hour? So, yeah. She definitely yeah. stayed down longer than I did. Yeah, it was a long time. She does have a strong affinity for water and can seem to hold her breath underwater for a very long time. Uh, in your sure, she was not a water genasi. I cannot be sure, no. She insisted she was human. 
He says, um, he says, the research will go quicker if you are able to remain here with me as I complete it. But I do understand if you have other things to attend to. I have no other business. Well, then, I hope you enjoy the music, he says. Uh, And he begins rifling through books um, uh, over the next eight hours, uh, (laughs) occasionally asking you questions. um, Just odd things such as, Mm -hmm. did she have any aversions to foods that you were aware of? Okay. Um, Stuff like that. I will answer him honestly and to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. Um, After eight hours, uh, he, a little less maybe, he comes back with, he says, I have a theory, though I am not sure I can prove it. Any information would be useful. He says... What do you know of hags? Matthew knows a great deal. Uh, 88. I don't know. What would I roll for that? Uh, Arcana, nature. I'd say I'd give you Arcana or history. Uh, Oh, history I know a little bit about. Natural one. So I don't know shit. (laughs) You get one. No, he's going to tell him. Nope. Uh, uh, I cannot say I know anything on the subject. He says, um, it is, it is, <clears throat> it is just a theory, but you've put a remarkable amount of detail into this figurine. He says, I noticed an extra knuckle on the hands. That is correct. He says, a telltale sign of hags, according to these texts. And he slides over three books with with, uh, bookmarked pages. Uh, He says, of course, I wanted to confirm, but I've got it here in triplicate. Uh, He says, he also points to a little bony protrusion that you put on this figurine. He says, "Uh, that also looks like, he says, is that a hat? No, that is part of her head. Hmm. He says, and then he points to the ears, which are bifurcated at the tips. Mm-hmm. He says, now it's possible that that could have happened by choice or by accident. However, given the freshness of the transformation and the time that you have spent. Uh, with her during it, I will assume that these are natural features. He says, there are certain types of hags that are known to have these distinctive ears, according to these sources. And he slides over four books that are bookmarked. He is really good about his sources. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a professional researcher, I am impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he says, now I cannot say with 100% certainty that this is what has happened to your friend. Or I can find no 
mention in any of these texts of of a similar transformations. However, these physical characteristics are the only clues I've been able to find. He says, are you satisfied with this theory? If not, I can spend more time this week researching it, but I will tell you as a master of my craft that I am doubtful that I'll be able to find anything more than this. This has been very helpful. I would ask, is there any reason to worry for that this transformation has been harmful to Brindley in any way? He says, um, given that it is uncertain territory, I cannot say with certainty one way or the other. I would just give you this advice from one old man to a young man. Give her support, be there for her, keep an eye on her. The, from what you described, it does not sound like she is in any pain. And while much of what we once knew about resurrections has been lost from what we do know, uh, the greener the cleric that brings her back, the more traumatizing the ordeal will be. It can leave lingering scars mentally, physically, spiritually. A final question. Is there a way to reverse the transformation? Not that I have found. Um, if I might offer a suggestion, the way of hags is full of trickery and deceit. Their powers are immense and beyond mortal reckoning. There is perhaps one person in this entire world who knows exactly what is wrong with your friend. And she is wherever it was that this Brindley's mother took her to heal her infant ailment. Thank you very much for your time and your assistance. I will pull out 50 gold and put it on his desk. Mm -hmm. You have contracted my services for an additional six days. Mm. If anything else should arise, do call upon me. Thank you, Master Eriks. You know, it's, I'm doing you all a huge favor by not screaming the way I want to right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can always <laughs> mute yourself and scream as much as you want. <laughs> right. All right. All and right. We'll leave and head back towards the tavern. Uh, when you open the door, uh, it leads right to the banister at the top. Not surprised. Uh, yeah. Well, Matt's not. I don't know if 88 Yeah, is. well, fair. Yeah. <laughs> 88 takes a moment and then goes. Mm -hmm. uh, when you leave, it is morning. Uh, uh, so it is now the 17th of Sylvian. It is King's Day. So Brindley's a hag? He didn't yeah, say I don't it. know that yet. <laughs> a, he didn't say that, and B, 
You don't um, know that. No, I mean, this is just Sean trying to make sure he's following the thread. <laughs> um, the night um, Nethis is going to follow Brinley to her room and uh, she's going to bunk down on the floor in front of the door. Hmm. Does Brinley give any pushback on that? Like inside the room from the door or outside the room from the door? Inside the room. Seems like something Nethis wants to do. <laughs> That's all sorts of creepy crawlies about this man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is not that is not good. <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, I uh, so I mean at this point, Nithis thinks she's some sort of mimic, so she's not going to let Brinley out of her out of her sight. And I, I don't think Brinley's up to anything malicious. I'm just worried mm. about her. All right. All right, so you it's the next morning. You awaken sore from sleeping on the ground. I, I was in the military. I don't Yeah, I guess that's fair. You, <laughs> of anyone in the group, you could probably stomach this better. I, I'd be all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, when uh, you, uh, you, you're woken by uh, somebody trying to open the door. All right. I will get up and peek out the door. Uh, 88 is there. Good morning. Uh, is Brinley awake yet? I'll sit up in bed. Girl, is it time to wake up? <laughs> Did you sleep? Yes. <laughs> I heard 88 come to the door and I woke up. Okay. Is it okay if he comes in? 88, do you want to come in? I would like to come in. Yeah. 88, you can come in. <sighs> I come in. Nithis looks distressed. Uh, Brindley sitting in bed. Mm -hmm. okay. 88 is going to come over and sit on the floor by the bed. Brindley. Yes. I have done some research at the local library. Was it fun? Fun is not the word I would use to describe it. It was, however, enlightening. Okay. The master scribe there believes that... I'm going to look over my shoulder. Nithis, you close the door again, right? Oh, yeah. Believes that you may be some sort of hag. A fey creature. Okay. Does this knowledge upset you? I don't have any strong feelings. I believe that may be problematic. <laughs> I was not a hag before. I was Brindley. Are you not Brindley now? I don't know. Do you wish us to continue calling you Brindley, or should we call you something else? Brindley is fine. His advice was that we return to see your parents and see if we can find the woman they spoke to that cured your childhood illness. 
Do you want to return to see my parents? I would like that very much. I would like to know what has happened to you. Okay. Nathus, what do you want to do? Exactly the same. I thought, okay. What did you think? I thought we were going to go see Gwen's parents. Well, we can discuss it. And see how, what order we do things in. Okay. I will look over to Nithis. Perhaps you should tell Gwen. Okay. I'll go out and knock on Gwen's door. I will come to the door. Yes. So, <laughs> um, I gesture him in so I'm not talking in the hallway. Okay. Um, 88 did some research. Apparently, Brinley might be a hag, which is a fake creature. And it was recommended to him that we take her back to where she was cured as a child from her illness. Okay. Uh, do you have a desperate need to see your family before we go? Oh, no, I'm not even supposed to be back yet. So okay. I, we can take as much time as we need. Okay. And this is certainly more pressing. <laughs> what? What? Nothing. I spent the week with you know, mapping out quits. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just thought it was funny because I spent the week like mapping out like Gwen's relations and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not upset. I'm I'm just amused. <laughs> we will obviously get there at some point. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, you murdered me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Problem of your own making. <laughs> Apparently, payback is a hag. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So. I mean, I think I'll send them a letter or something to let them know that I was here, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Are we and and I'm I'm assuming we'll just uh, head there directly and we can write off uh, Brinley's stuff. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna have much luck finding her stuff at this point. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. How about you, Winchester? You want to go back to visit Brinley's parents? Poppy pops in. <laughs> yes, of course. Wolf, wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so while Nithis is out of the room, uh, 88 is going to look up to Brinley and say, I would like to apologize. Why? Because I did not protect you. You did your best. My best was not good enough. I don't mind. <laughs> she doesn't have strong opinions about anything right now so clearly <laughs> really the best time to apologize to someone <laughs> i reach out and with my weird multiple jointed hands pat him on the shoulder 
Do you feel better? Not really. I do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Now? I appreciate the effort. Thank you. It's... It's like it's like dueling flat affect. <laughs> right? Like both of them have been stripped of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> so the balance is so uneven. Oh god. <clears throat> awesome. I don't know if any of you ever watched the sci-fi show Dark Matter. They, uh, they have androids on that show that talk exactly like like this. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes there are two androids that are in conversation and it is exactly like this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So we pack up our stuff and head home. Not head home. Head back to Raven's whatever. Dusk Manor. That's Dusk right. Manor. That's the one. Yeah, because yeah, we can go to the we can go to the circle and then go back through the circle and then mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> do we have yeah, to travel? do you guys like is that do you guys want to go back to no, not raven's dropped a dust manner <laughs> yeah i mean that's the easiest place to go because i don't have a regular teleport i was yeah. just waiting for jesus oh, okay i was like <laughs> eh, we don't really have an option yeah, we don't really know anywhere in carthel we can teleport to yeah I feel like I'll give, um, as we're like kind of walking, I'll give um, Brinley my spare bag of holding. So she has a bag of holding. Oh, good. It's the monogrammed one. Nice. (laughs) And um, if she wants it, the cloak of billowing. Doesn't do anything, but it's dramatic. I'm cold, so that would be nice. Okay. Well, then I will take those off of my list and you can put them on yours. And um, I'll ask 88 if the the platinum ring that he made for me could work for Brinley if she yes. will. Okay, so I will give her that platinum ring of warding bond as well. If it fits on her fingers. Oh, that's fair. It's, it's, it's not a, mag- a magical ring. Oh, it's not. So it's just a plain. Oh. It's just a platinum ring. Okay. Could you What's the what? What does it seem? The difference between cobalt hands and creepy Brinley hands. Your hands are much larger. <laughs> <laughs> Even between the first and second knuckle, as opposed to the, as mm-hmm. opposed to the, yeah, third and fourth. Don't worry. I'm sure Annie will get around to making another one in the future. Yeah. They're not particularly difficult or expensive to make, just time consuming. Yep. All right. Mm. So you all uh, begin to head back the way you came, heading south through town, uh, past the people flocking and uh, flocking around, admiring all the different blossoms in the trees, uh, the uh, warm, uh, warm breeze blowing in. Uh, let's see if you encounter anything in the woods. Yes. Let's see. <laughs> see if the wolves are still pissed at us um, uh, that's no it's a, it's a pretty quiet walk back um, 
takes a couple hours. Uh, though, um, as you get back to the spot where your uh, your um, uh, temple is, your little little shrine, uh, you do see um, five wolves sitting there. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Um, Regular sized wolves? No, these are the dire wolves from before. Uh, and they've got a uh, there's like a, a killed stag um, uh, in front of them. Uh, that they've apparently been eating off of. Hello, Wolves. Uh, the leader, the Alpha, looks at you and says, Ah, they return. Though he looks kind of over at you, Brindley, and says, Well, most of them anyway. <laughs> yeah, sorry if we uh, trespassed on your uh, on your territory earlier. We didn't know. Didn't see any signs. Um, he looks at you, uh, 88, and says, um, you had the opportunity to kill us. Kill my kin. Instead, you save them. Perhaps you are not the scourge I thought you were. He says, men often come into the woods hunting my kind, disregarding the, our territory that we so clearly mark for them. <laughs> In Druidic, I'm going to ask, are you really a wolf? He responds, he says, yes. Okay. And, and what are you? <laughs> he says, I'm a very old wolf, but I'm a wolf nonetheless. It's nice to meet you when you're not trying to attack us. He says, um, we followed your scent back to this hidden temple. He says, this place has been Scentless for many years. He says, but now the sound of running water. Was there a fountain? It, yeah, 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 there was a little, little meditation fountain. Oh, that's right. And he's speaking so we can all understand him, right? Yep. Okay. He's speaking common. Okay. Um, so I'll say, yeah, this uh, belongs to my family. He says, he says, it is well hidden. I prefer it to stay that way. He says, um, I owe you and your friends a debt for not killing my flock or my pack. That's the word. Dwarfly is not flock, pack. <laughs> uh, uh, he says, um, if you would like, we can make sure that none enter it. That'd be great. Preferably they are dissuaded rather than Not killed. Yeah. He, he smiles a, a big toothy wolf grin and just says, it'll get warning nips at first, but I can guarantee nothing. Fair enough. Neither can I. 
Cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, dude. All right, as you, they, they move away so you can go back through the, uh, the oh yeah, there's a bunch of brush that uh, Brindley had druid crafted open before. Uh, it's currently, currently all shut up and cloistered. Brindley, will you be able to make a path through again? Sure. I druid craft our way over mm -hmm. to the temple. All right. uh, as, as Winchester goes by, the wolves kind of sniff at him. I imagine he's haughty with his halo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm the best dog. <laughs> I may not be a dire wolf, but I'm the best dog. All right, so you go in. Brinley, do you, sh you shut the foliage behind you all? Yeah. All right, you find yourself back in your peaceful um, peaceful temple little, or shrine, I guess is probably the better word. And there was only one scroll that I took, right? Mm -hmm. Or were there two? Well, one of them just went back to your home. Okay, but I took them both. Yep. Okay, good. All right, y'all ready? Are you ready? I am. <laughs> um, does this have a sand thing too? Yep. Okay, and that means that I don't have to use a scroll, right? Correct. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's a magic item that lets you cast teleportation circle. Wasn't there a wasn't there another pattern too? Yeah, it's, yeah that's, what, that's, that's what Caitlin was just talking about. The scroll. Yeah, I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused about this too at first, but I think I'm getting it. <laughs> so you've got the you've got the pattern. The, there's a pattern back home, a pattern to this place, and then a pattern to a place you don't know yet. Mystery location. Mystery And then there were also. Was there also one teleportation circle scroll? Or There's two, two scrolls. You have two scrolls of, of teleportation circle you can cast without having to be. Okay. So that's a way back if you don't that's, show up at another one of these places. That's why I was confused. Yeah. A lot of scrolls floating around in here. <laughs> okay. Well, I've activated. So we okay. go back to Dusk Manor. All right. So you activate it. Uh, reality melts around you uh, and reaforms, uh, and you're back in your basement. Uh, and um, about, um, I don't know, 10 seconds after you arrive, kind of shaking the you know teleportation off you, uh, Blair floats to the floor and says, Welcome back, Master Nithis. Oh my God! Calm down, Blair. <laughs> He says, I apologize for the lack of decorum. He says, but is that you, Master Brindley? <laughs> yes, yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. He, he adjusts his ascot and straightens out his eye. I, I do sincerely apologize, Master Brindley, but um, you're quite the sight for eyes. Um, uh, well, um, I apologize. I was not expecting you back, uh, but I can go whip up some refreshments. Sure. What time is it here? Uh, it's like, let's see, it was about noon by the time you got there. So it's, uh, it's, it's going on evening. Cool. Late afternoon, early evening. Yeah. A teleport lag. 
So as we follow him up the stairs, I'm going to ask, did you have any trouble with the vampires while we were gone? Uh, well, no, no troubles. Um, I'm pretty sure I scared them off, but uh, uh, <laughs> one has been appearing every evening at midnight and departing at 12.05, just on the edge of the property line. Okay, that's good. As agreed. Hmm. Uh, you've gotten no mail uh, or, or deliveries. Can I receive mail here? It feels true. <laughs> How would I go about that? I have no idea. It's just something I felt like I needed to tell you. <laughs> I'm sure they got mail here once. Back when it was like an actual living manor. Yeah. Back when people knew where it was. The gnome service blew up. <laughs> Gnomes weren't here. Gnomes were only in Carthel. Oh, never mind. I miss the gnomes. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Gnomes were a very strange world-breaking device <laughs> that we abused. They were sure <laughs> convenient. Yeah, they sure were. <laughs> cool. Well, um, <clears throat> I think I'm just going to chill. I might grab a map and plan our route back to Carthel. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget, you also have um, you've been you were, before you left. You are working on repairing the smithy, the stables, the carriage house, and the carriage. Oh, so we have a carriage. Uh, you're two thirds of the way done repairing the carriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the carriage house hasn't been touched at all. The stables, you're about ten percent done with, and the smithy, you're about half done with. But probably not enough time to do that today. It is as it is approaching the evening, so. Um, we I'm most up. curious though what Brinley does upon arrival um do we all go upstairs mm -hmm. I go upstairs um uh, Blair begins cooking a um a, uh, a supper for you all um and but uh, before he does it he sets out like some cold cuts and cheeses and crackers uh, on the table, along with some fresh fruit. Uh, he says, "A little, um, a little uh, charcuterie uh, uh, as a as an appetizer until I can get the main course ready." Thanks, Blair. Blair. You might you might include some raw meat in tonight's dinner. Tartar this time of year. Brinley's not sure what she likes yet. Yeah. Right? And as a kobold, I, I imagine there are some traditional kobold dishes that are just raw meat. So. <laughs> Blair. Yes, Master 88. Might I request a fish course? A fish course, yes. Uh, of course, sir. Um, he, uh, he goes into uh, the magical pantry and comes out with this large... Uh, Salmon. Uh, are you going to eat? No. I think 88 has a theory. <laughs> uh, he begins, he's been slicing some fillets from it. Uh, suddenly the smell of um, curry spices fills the air uh, as he makes a, um, a rice and salmon curry dish uh, and then serves it uh, for dinner. 
three three portions one for one for the eaters of the group he stands by and you know of course doesn't consume anything himself and just sort of washes happily as you enjoy his food 88 is not staring directly at Brinley as to not be rude, but is very much focused on her. <laughs> I smell it, and I don't pick up my spoon or fork or whatever you were given. You do or don't pick up your she spoon? She doesn't. Oh, no. What about the raw meat? Does that smell yummy? <laughs> he just has Did a slab of raw, raw meat. Okay. Uh, he, he, no, he, he brings out a little bit of tartar. Uh, it's uh, raw meat with an egg on top. Is there any like strong spices in the meat? Oh. I'll pick that back a little bit. Avoiding the egg. Maybe just ground venison. It's what I'd imagine. It's it's beef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> childhood is calling. <laughs> um, Master Brindley, um, is yes. the salmon not to your liking? I can I can perhaps refix it for you with, um, if the curry is a bother. It tastes very loud. It smells very loud. I have a taste. Um, well, let me, let me take that away from you. Uh, and he, he go, leaves and he comes back um, a little bit later with a plate of rice uh, and then just some uh, lightly seared salmon on top of it. I'll eat that. For those of you that have the curry, it's delicious. <laughs> Does Brinley eat the rice and the salmon or just the salmon? Mostly the salmon, a little bit of rice. I like how I'm asking this, like it's some great important thing. <laughs> like, ah, yes, the key to the mystery is right there. She ate a little bit of the rice. <laughs> It's, it's good role playing because I'm sure 88 would be trying to try to divine these tea leaves, as it were. Um, as uh, uh, as um, uh, Blair is taking away the dinner plates, he says, "I'll be back in a moment with a dessert." Um, he says, "I've made uh, a brulee." Um, and as he kind of goes over, he kind of uh, says, "Oh, 88, would you give me a hand in the kitchen?" Absolutely, Blair. Maybe yeah, we'll get up and go help Blair. Uh, so uh, Blair is there um, with the brulee that he is roasting the tops under the broiler in the oven uh, or under the fire. In the, I don't know. Fantasy things. But um, <laughs> he, uh, he, <laughs> he just looks at U88 and he says, um, I hate to pry, but um, it seems that Brindley has come back different <laughs> that is correct is this a problem no i'm just concerned for her well-being as, as one of the masters of the house um i've grown quite fond and attached to all of you um we she... all share your concern and we are doing what we can to make sure that she is all right well, if there's anything I can do to assist in Master Brindley's condition or recovery, you let me know. For now, I think bland food will be of help. He says, well, brulee is one of the blander of the desserts. Yeah. Unless you happen to know of a hag in the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, he, uh, 
and he he picks up the uh, plate with the three brulees on it and then opens the door dramatically and says brulee is served and he <laughs> sets it on the table uh, with the uh, with the caramelized uh, sugar on top making the nice little thick crust <laughs> as as I don't have brulee in the house, you can stop describing brulee. Now. I know I love brulee so much. So disgusting! No, it's so like good. It. I love it. Custard. Custard's good. I love it. It's oh, so good. I love it. Brulee on slime. Love it. Slime. <laughs> I prefer brulee with like the hard crust on the top. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. When I worked at that restaurant in Champagne, they would make brulees and they the tissier uh, would do like different flavors of them mm-hmm. and they were always so good. Yeah, Colleen, Colleen will make it every now and again. Uh, and we have a blowtorch, so that's fun. We, we always try to use the blowtorch because they were made and then you had to blowtorch mm-hmm. them to order. It was yeah. fun. Anyway, I have half a bite of brulee and put it down. Blair frowns slightly, but tries not to show it. Poor Blair. He's about to get a challenge. (laughs) Uh, All right, so after dinner, um, what do you all do? Um... Nithis is going to get a bottle of whiskey and she's going to go sit out in the backyard. On the, on the, on the veranda? Oh, yeah, sure. I have a veranda. Fantastic. That's what awesome. <laughs> If there's a fire pit, I'll start a fire. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, the backyard, yeah, there's like a nice patio area um, between it and the temple. Um, and yeah, there's a fire pit. I'll go sit on the veranda too. Gonna, I'm going to dedicate myself to making it through half this bottle. <laughs> I imagine that I have some sort of magical alcoholic resistance at this point because I don't know if it's possible to make it through half a bottle of whiskey. Oh, yeah. It is. I, I've made it through a whole bottle many a time. Me too. Oh, yeah. yeah, but you're a giant compared to me. <laughs> well, compared to Caitlin, yes, but Nithis is also like six foot one or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I can't imagine having more like more than like four glasses of whiskey without alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Six foot one and a sailor. I mean, she's... Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that. I'm like, this is magical. I could drink half a bottle of whiskey, maybe a whole bottle. <laughs> I don't know if that's ridiculous or not. Also, Fantasy role play. Yeah. These people are like, have to be two orders of magnitude in better shape than all of us. So <laughs> Ooh, I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's underestimated. Yeah, underestimated. All right. So you go to the back. Uh, so all of you go back. What about you, 88? If seeing everyone else go out there, he will join them. All right. Uh, do you all talk at the fire around the fire? Or do you just sit there and stare at it while Nithis gets drunk? <laughs> um, 88 <laughs> is going to reach into his bag and pull out his uh, Rose Tavern commemorative souvenir tankard mm-hmm. uh, and show it to Brindley and say, do you recall when we visited the Rose Tavern, Brindley? I think for a minute. With the song? Yes. Yes. 
That was fun. I'm glad you had fun. <laughs> Mythus throws back the glass that she has and fills that back up. I'm I'm plinking, kind of like idly plinking on my loot around the you, fire. I say, really, have you ever, have you had an urge to have a bath in the last day or so? No. Hmm. Okay. They're really fun. You should try them. You turn me on to them. I, I think they're great. Okay. If you want me to have a bath, I'll have a bath. I don't think I have a strong opinion about the matter, so, you know, just think about it. Okay. I'll think about it. I don't I don't really want to ever encourage anyone to have a bath. <laughs> it's weird. Coming out, it felt weird. Yeah, no. That just seems like, that seems like some, a conversation no one should ever have with another person unless they're a child. With No. No, I think you're wrong. I've definitely encouraged people to take a bath. <laughs> Yeah. about bathing? My it's fantastic. Yeah. You'll love it. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely wanted to tell at some of the gaming conventions I've been to, I've definitely wanted to oh. tell people, like, <laughs> yeah. you, you should bathe. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a different sentence than take a bath. Yeah. yeah. There's wash yourself and relax in water with rose petals. <laughs> Magnitude difference. <laughs> <laughs> Do you the have weird shit that D and D gives it get gets us into? <laughs> Burnley, do you have a favorite memory or moment from our adventures together? Such a favorite, such a Brindley question. All right, I like them all. Brindley, what's your favorite color? I don't know. What's your favorite color? I think I said blue, didn't I? I think I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I said blue because blue was also her favorite color and she's mm. very excited about it. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that conversation. Uh, my favorite color is blue. Okay. <laughs> I like blue. I don't know what my favorite is. <laughs> I mean, it's just so unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Sean question. This is not a Gwen question. But who wants to who wants to set up a folding chair right at the edge in front of the vampire spot and sit for at least <laughs> just see what happens? Oh my god! Oh no! Let's uh, let's wait. No, no that that was a Sean. That was not Gwen at all. <laughs> but I had to share it with the people. <laughs> um, do you guys want to take the carriage back north? That would perhaps be easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. So yes. I'll have to get that fixed up. I could probably get it done in another day, right? How long do we expect the journey will take to get it back to East Hill? Seven months. <laughs> Let me look at my maps, please. I mean, probably like a week, two weeks. Two weeks to a month. It's what two weeks from New Haven. I'm now really so. happy that I set up the uh, scale on this map. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Oh no, I didn't. I thought I did. Oh no. No, you did on the on the oh, house map. On the house map, right. Right, 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 right. Um Is it two weeks from New Haven to the Capitol? No, it's like a it's like a week. A week? Yeah. Yeah, um, like a month. So New Haven. Plus here. we've got to cross a river. Yeah. I'd say it's probably about three times. Two and a half times the journey just looking at this map that I got in front of me mm-hmm. with vague ideas of where we're going because <laughs> there's no cities on it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be, especially since the, there's, it's rough terrain, it'll probably be three weeks to a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, is taking a carriage through the wilderness feasible if there aren't roads? Um, well, it's pretty, it's uh, pretty grasslandy. Um, and there are, there are trading paths. So there, I mean, it's not like, I said the roads aren't like patrolled or anything like that. So would it be faster to get us all to get two more horses? No, it's, it's going to be the same speed either way. Oh, okay. 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 Well, alternatively, you could, You could make for. You're probably closer to to uh, Bahari. Um, so you could go to Bahari, and then take the. Oh no, you can't do that because of the blockade. I was gonna Sorry. say there's a war uh, on, man. Yeah, Ben Felden. Yeah, you'd have to get through Ben Felden. So yeah, your your best bet is to definitely go up through the mountain, up through the foothills, then through, uh, and then over the river. Yeah, we could try the other teleportation circle and see what happens. See if it gets us closer to the. Yeah. Well, and so here's another question. Um, if we take the carriage, um, should we get a spare pair of horses so that we don't, they don't, aren't hurt? Is that a thing? Where would we get them though? No. Do you have a spare pair of horses waiting for us in East Hill out of character? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Possible alternative is teleportation for hire a thing in this world? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, there's also a mage somewhere who could actually teleport us to East Hill. I'm going to throw out a left field suggestion, though I don't think you'll like it. Oh, go on. <laughs> there was somebody who was able to manipulate your teleportation so that you got here in the first place. Oh no! Oh, that's right. I don't think we want to go asking Avi for any favors. I uh, know he might be pretty smart about some things. Mm, nope, I don't think so. <laughs> Besides, the last time I talked to him, he was a little irritated. So, I mean, I think it might be worth it to try out that last teleportation circle. See where it goes. See where it goes. Yeah, see where we end up. <clears throat> It always works so well. <laughs> you know, it's just, we're just we're just eventually gonna roll snake eyes on our wildly teleporting around places. Well, these are so, these are circles these, these are sets. So yeah, these fail. I mean, I know we talk about teleportation accidents, but thankfully we have not experienced that because it's a it fuck you up. Oh, I think I Ooh. think it will I think it will go perfectly well, but where we end up <laughs> will be the. Oh, what Chris has planned for us on the other side, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
Would I ever do anything that hurts y'all? It's not. It's not going to be some peaceful temple out in the woods this time. Oh, will you stop? (laughs) It could be. You never know. Was last time. It's true. That's true. (laughs) Oh yeah. What is the? Oh, that's what the third one looks like. Interesting. What? Uh, the three like teleportation liner oh, yes. things are on the side of the and like the the top two makes sense to me knowing where they go I'm like trying to figure out where that third one could go I mean the completionist in me says that we got two out of three and we should get a label for the third one <laughs> but I just play a lot of video games <laughs> where, yeah, where I, think I mean if you see there's a black bar that goes all the way down if you look in the upper right-hand corner of this map we're on in Roll20, yeah. it's got the three oh, geometric okay. shapes, which the Dusk Manor one is the sun and the crescent moon. Mm-hmm. The Hakkaido Temple, Temple is the mountain. Yeah. So I'm wondering what the third one is. Mm-hmm. And I don't there's a chance that we find another scroll when we get there. Yeah. There's a chance that they'll have... Also, that thing that we could just fill with to get back. Do what? The sandy stuff at that place, too. Yeah. If not, oh, we yeah, have we can those always, Hopefully, always get back from where we're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd always be going to a teleportation circle. So even if I had to use a scroll, we could always get back. Yeah. Even if we get trapped. Mm. Well, not trapped, trapped, but yeah. Brinlin doesn't care what we do. <laughs> just, just wants other people to want things. And we'll help them want that. She's very agreeable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that sounds I think that's a plan. like our most reasonable path, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after a while, it's gotten pretty dark. It's You've been out here for like hours drinking and kind of just prodding at Brindley's personality, trying to figure out what to do next. Uh, you hear a voice kind of far away says, Hello? I can hear you talking. Do you want to meet tonight or can I just go back? It must be midnight. Ah, uh, vampire. Bye! Okay, I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> Hang on. Oh. <laughs> I'm okay, I'm hanging on. Would it be worth asking Lucia if she knows anything about Brinley's condition? She is very old. It's true. As long as it's not a favor type thing. I don't want to owe anything. Oh, it'd be fun if you tell me, but can you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just don't want to owe anything. If she's like, well, you can do this so I can tell you this. I don't want to start that kind of relationship with her. Uh, can't hurt to ask. Quid no, pro quo, Clarice. Quid pro quo. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a silence in the lamb's line. Okay. Uh, so do we want to walk around front? Yeah. yeah. I'll follow anyway. <clears throat> you have a half in the bag Nithis walking around the building with a, <laughs> with a neck and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> I drink a lot. I imagine that I am pretty good at holding my balance. 
It's been about four hours though. So <laughs> four hours of steady whiskey. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've been at parties like that. We're fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. How's that different from any other Saturday? That's four. That's four drunk trek episodes. We were historically just fine after four just drunk trek. Fine after the end. Of, you guys saw how well we played D and D after that. We yeah, were so good. Fine. I mean, that's how uh, I ended up with a beer in my shower. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, we're going to walk around, uh, and whoever this vampire is, we would like to speak with Lucia, please. Okie dokie. I watch him. He stands there. All right, she's on her way. Thank you. So, uh... I haven't seen you guys for a while. What you been up to? None yet. I'm not sure that is your business. I'm just making conversation. I'm... Hold yeah, on. Fuck you. <laughs> you know any good vampire songs? And I like plink on my loot. <laughs> <sighs> I look at the bottle of whiskey and, and wonder if Gwen has had some. <laughs> you know what sort of this is? All right. Pretty well. Nasty. Uh... Infestation of kitties. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No so, uh, he looks at he looks at Brindley. Everyone says, picked it, picked up, and with her, laughed. <laughs> he says, "So uh, he looks at you, Brindley. He says, you, you look different.' Do I? You do. I give a long blink at him. He lo- gives you a long blink back. <laughs> Great, they're trying to out creepy each other." He says, it's an improvement. I, I like the new look. I'm glad well, you like me, it. Makes me very unhappy. I mean, she is adorable. Mythis actually says that. You know. <laughs> uh, I, I half grin, half bear my pointy little teeth. Oh, he, he seems very impressed by the teeth. And he smiles and he bears his pointy teeth as well. Do we, do we need to have a talk with New Brindley about bad boys and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how they're, how they're not uh, worth the mystique and all that? Uh, a flock of bats comes out of the forest and coalesces into Lucia. So if you come to terms. I forget. Can you remind Caitlin of what the term options were? She she doesn't want you to come to Drith until you've worked out some sort of peace treaty between the two of you because she doesn't want you to come to Drith and kill her. Okay. She also um, doesn't want you to come there and tell the people that they're feeding off of them. So it's sort of that stalemate. Okay. Uh, no, we're still in a stalemate. We're not going to come to Drith for now. Oh, okay. She turns back into bats and... What? Come on! You do not see our friend here who looks completely different? Aren't you curious? The, the bats form back into Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at you, Brindley, for a long while. Her red I look glow- at her quizzically, too. Her, her glowing red eyes just sort of taking you in. Oh, uh, yes, I did think there was something different about your friend. A little less bubbly than normal. I, uh, I call for Blair and ask him to get me another glass. Blair Blair comes flying out with his fists up. He says, I'll, oh, yes, right. <laughs> yes, uh, another glass. Thank you. 
flies back into the house and <laughs> comes back out a few moments later holding a, a glass. Um, oh, uh, fill it up and hand it over to Lucia. She eyes it and looks at you. Sniffs it. Says this wouldn't be holy whiskey now, would it? Is that even a thing? And then she winks as if it's a joke and then takes a, <laughs> no. takes a big takes a big draw of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's whiskey. Mm. She says, Good good year. Mm-hmm. She says, um, so if you're not here to talk about Drith and your current prohibition from it, then what, are, what did you bring me here for? Aside from sharing this fine whiskey with me. Well, Clearly you want something. Well, only if you're willing to talk about it. I'm always willing to talk. What? Well, you see our friend Brenly. Yes. She's experienced some traumatic things. <laughs> <laughs> I love drunk knitness. <laughs> oh, Brindley, what, what traumatic events have you occurred? I was murdered. But it wasn't by us. Wow. Can't be that surprised. She says, what, 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 uh, what took you down? Nasty little cobalt. She looks at Gwen. She says, have you been up to no mischief? <laughs> no, it was a, a worshiper of Micaias. She hisses and spits. Ooh. Well, we agree Back. on one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can eat everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll that but we do agree on one thing. <laughs> she says, um, I met some missionaries from Micaias before I left the Empire. Were they tasty? He <laughs> says, I wouldn't besmirch my t- lips with their f- blood. She says, oh, their skulls did make a wonderful smashing sound as I threw them off that cliff. <laughs> 88 feels conflicted about this, but go yeah. on. Very conflicted. <laughs> on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, no. <laughs> but on the other hand, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brindley did giggle out loud at that spell joke. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. Good. Good. <laughs> uh... So, I mean, you can see that she's experienced a change. Have you ever seen anything like that? <laughs> I haven't been able to be drunk in a very long time, but I do remember how I act. <laughs> <laughs> she smiles and says, um, I believe I have. And... <laughs> you asked me if I'd seen something like that, and I have. Would you like to continue talking about that? <laughs> she says, oh, I'm not sure. I remember Brindley... Um, from the few times I've talked to her or chased her out of town. She's, I don't want to embarrass her. Why would, she can't really be embarrassed by anything right now, honestly. 
Brindley, uh, do you feel embarrassed? No. Do you have any opinion on anything? Yes. What's that? We'll put a pin in that. Come back to that later. <laughs> <laughs> nope, Myth, this isn't letting it go. What, is, <laughs> what do you have an opinion on? I will do what you want to do. And I look at Lucia. He says, it's really quite appalling. My my brood, my children have way more free will than Brindley here appears to have. But that's, yeah. what, one, that's what one gets with dalliances with hags. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. She says, well, uh, it sounds like um, you're up the creek without a paddle, as it were. Um, clearly, we're not going to get any further on our drift negotiations tonight, though. Wunk. Thanks for the drink, love. She, I'll take my glass back. She says, spectral aberration, your glass, and she tosses it at Blair. <laughs> Blair's a good man. Get out. Oh, he's not a man at all, but uh, he does seem quite helpful. Quite obedient, aren't you, spirit? He just kind of raises a fist. <laughs> well, come along. And uh, she uh, picks up uh, her uh, her child and they fly back together over the floor. Did she just grab him by the nape of the neck? <laughs> under the shoulder. Un un under the arm. <laughs> <laughs> just right here. Every time we talk to her, I like her more and more. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, entertaining, but not really useful. Further confirmation of our theory. What's our theory? That a hag is responsible for your transformation. All right. But now it is time we should rest. Yeah. Okay. Need some sleep. Let's go to your room, Brinley. All right. I'll take Brinley up to her room. <laughs> I follow 88. Uh, In my room, and the whiskey bottle comes with me. Mm -hmm. I can just go to bed. <laughs> this is a lot for going to deal with. <laughs> Yes, if you find your way back to your room, you find your sheets neatly pressed, your bed freshly made, a mint on your pillow. Uh, uh, and uh, you also find a um, a, a nice-looking uh, deep bowl next to the bed, ah. along with, uh, along with a, a glass of water uh, and a medicinal powder. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, in my room, I walk in and I walk over to the bed and I climb under the covers. Uh, is 88 with you? Or 88, are you with her? Yeah, I went up to the room with her. Okay. Good night, Brindley. Good night, 88. Good night, John Boy. Turn off the light, close the door. And I'll just. What will I do? <laughs> You have so much more time available to you than all right. the rest of this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll just stand kind of in that open space in the hallway. 
rest for the evening. Okay. Uh, you all go to sleep. Um, and that's actually where I think we'll end this session. Uh, a uh, lot of a lot of a lot of stuff happened today. Yeah, no shit. Extra, extra long <laughs> ses just, uh, session. Um, uh, and everyone is available um, next week. Yeah, twenty yeah. first. Yep. Back on the yeah, back on our normal day and time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I fucking knew she was a hag.